0: Show Rock 1069.
1: Welcome to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. We'll get you hooked up with Tom Segura tickets, comedian Tom Segura playing the Hard Rock Roxino October the 14th. We have a pair of those for you this morning. Also rhythm and bruise tickets. Joined every morning by Matthew Fantone, buddy. How are you? I'm not. I'm not sure how I'm
2: supposed to complain today, dude. I just had the weekend of Fantone. Everything was awesome. Cavaliers' victory on uh, yeah. Friday night was the uh, the big highlight right there.
1: Yeah. Do you know the referees gave us that game?
2: Yeah. Yeah. The referees out there making 23 or 24 uh, three point shots there. Yeah. So,
1: a broadcaster I like, Nick Wright mm-hmm. from Fox Sports, pointed this out, and I think it's a great point. He's like, "This is the greatness of LeBron James that in consecutive Finals appearances." He makes a family member from the opposing team claim the game is rigged. That's how good he is. Now, I would admit that the officiating the other night was piss poor. I, I mean, it was really bad. Even the NBA has come out and said, yeah, that was bad. Well, I mean,
2: yes, there's there's no denying it, and it went Cleveland's way this time, which was good, but it's still, you can see it and say that this was wrong. I hate how people...
1: They we still scored 49 in the first. When,
2: when, when, you, when you criticize officiating, it automatically becomes this excuse, and it's like, no, I'm not making an excuse for anything. I'm just saying the officiating was terrible.
1: The referees didn't make Steph go 4 for 13. They didn't make Clay go 4 for 11.
2: I would say for the past three years since this shows existed, I think time and time and time again, series and series again, we've talked about how bad the officiating
1: is. Yeah, the officiating is bad in all sport. It's not just an NBA problem. The officiating's been bad in the NFL for a little while, too. I don't know about baseball as much, but it's they probably have some issues. But I would admit that the officiating was piss poor the other night. Totally. But not in the manner that it gave them a game away. I mean, at the end of the day, they still... Dude, LeBron still... Well, LeBron and the Cavaliers still set two NBA records that night. Two first quarter points and I believe first half points in an NBA Finals game.
2: Most three points made in a, in a, in a, in a playoff game as well so there was multiple ways that they made history
1: so I mean were the referees bad? Yeah but I, the, the Cavaliers were also really good.
2: Yeah and I guess there's a little bit of why that's I'm, I'm slightly concerned about tonight and the series moving forward is, is how that, good they had to play. Yeah you do have to play that good and it's definitely possible again I mean the Cavaliers are capable of playing really good basketball. We saw that on Friday night, but it's just going to be one of those things. You know Golden State's not going to come out cold for the next three games. No, that
1: won't happen, but I do believe that you can get in their head. And I think that we may have gotten in their head from Friday night.
2: Uh, you know, you, you you brought up, you know, two consecutive finals these are family members talking about, you yeah, know, it's Draymond's
1: really, mom this time.
2: It you know, Steph Curry's wife last time. It's not like this is like, oh dude, Draymond's cousin or Draymond's aunt or anything like that, you know, this is his mom. This is who right. somebody who is directly benefiting from those millions of dollars that the NBA finals and, and the NBA, you know, makes for for that family. I don't you'd understand You think you learned to shut up. I don't understand how you would allow that to happen
1: as you know, Draymond Green or Steph Curry. I mean, I would lose my mind over that. I, I've said it a million times. I have definitely ended relationships over women not knowing their place and speaking about my career when they shouldn't have been. And speaking in public, or whether or not they say something on Twitter that they think is innocuous, but at the end of the day, it affects me. And you don't do this, so you're not going to talk about it.
2: I think when you start saying like, "Oh, well, you know, they don't know their place." This isn't like a male female thing. No, this is, if this was Lonzo Ball, if this was if this was uh, your father, your cousin,
1: your same brother, story, right? Right, I, dude. We could be talking about a WNBA game. The husband of a WNBA uh, you know NBA player shouldn't be doing this either. Know your place doesn't necessarily mean tell all females where to go. I mean, to have to have have a family
2: member of a superstar, and both Steph Curry and Draymond Green, they're big stars, maybe not superstar, but stars nonetheless, all stars, stars in the NBA. I mean, as a fan, why would you, and I I asked this question on Twitter to people, as a fan, if you think these games are rigged, if you're being told that these games are rigged, why are you investing money, time, emotion, why are you watching this? Like, at that point... It, it, wouldn't, that, I mean, wouldn't that deter you as a fan from watching this, as a passive fan, as somebody who's like, oh, well, if it's rigged, what am I watching this I for?
1: mean, it's one of the reasons I don't watch in uh, your favorite product, the WWE. Well, it's part no, of the reason I don't watch it. But they acknowledge it. Right, that's you know what, what I'm, I'm saying, like, but it, it's already predetermined. It's not real competition in my eyes. That's why I don't like it. it your, what your point is, is that this would make this not real competition. I mean, it would be far
2: more insulting. At least with pro wrestling, they acknowledge it, and you know that going into it. You know what you bought when you go in. To it, if this is being presented to you as actual competition, if this is this being presented to you as like the best of the best, and it's rigged, dude? That is a terrible look for a sports organization.
1: I've said I don't know if sports are fixed. I don't know if leagues are fixed, but I know men are fixed. I know men can be fixed. I know refs can. We've saw it in the NBA with an NBA, uh, you know, ref, you know, uh, contributing to shaving points and calling fouls and like you know this kind of stuff at, at certain points. So we've seen it before. I think guys can be fixed. I don't think leagues are fixed. So could it, you know, could Vegas get to a guy and make him miss free throws? Sure they could. Is it happening in this NBA finals? I don't know. I I, I honestly don't know. But I don't I don't think the referees they were bad, but they were bad on both sides. I mean, dude, they called it a technical foul on Draymond in the first half and then said in the second half that they didn't. It was on the scorer sheet. If it's on the score sheet, you have to go with that. What do you mean oh no we meant to call it. I don't care what you meant to do it's on the official score sheet that Dre ran on the technical in the first half and then he gets another one in the second and doesn't get ejected so how is that the referees giving the game to the Cavaliers
2: as, as far as I heard and I, I think maybe Scott from waiting for next year would be able to give us a little bit more light on this they changed it at halftime on the score sheet but didn't tell didn't tell anybody didn't announce it in the arena didn't tell the that's announcers a bad look from what I've heard well if, if that's what was the correct thing and I like I said I'm not hundred percent sure of like w- w- when
1: that happened but from what i've heard that's when it happened so i want somebody alerted i don't know what's right. supposed to happen there but no. I, w- I would tell somebody hey this happened and just in case it's an issue in the third quarter we want people to know
2: it's like when somebody shoots a three but they had their foot on the line and they go, gotta back, go and review, back and, and take that point away i understand that but you've got to be clear about that you have to be upfront about
1: that and, and avoid that confusion you got to give the audience the information on yeah. that one I um here's the thing. We're sitting at 3-1. Everybody knows the record. Everybody knows, yeah, we, you know, they blew a 3-1 lead. I don't know if they're going to blow another 3-1 lead. But I do believe we win tonight. And as a guy who bets games, I kind of want to bet tonight. I really do. Because I think LeBron's in their head now. I really do. And look at, what Dray- look at where Draymond is right now. He's all fired up, talking trash on Cleveland. His mama's talking trash on Twitter, the whole thing. LeBron kind of has Draymond Green right where he wants him, right where he had him last year. Like, do you want going to get this guy thrown out? This series is going to be easier to win. I think we might see that happening. I don't know if we see them fall down from a 3-1 lead again, but I think you might see Draymond get kicked out of another game again, which will definitely help the Cavaliers. I'm like you though. Like there was, I was watching the game the other night, and I thought to myself, "They're playing so good, and I don't feel like this lead is safe at all." Like there no. was never a moment where I felt like this is in the bag. We got it.
2: And I mean, dude, they were, I think, up by ten points plus almost the entire second half, and still, you were just like, "Dude, even two minutes left in the game, you're like, I don't know, dude, they could just start going off right now." Um, but, dude, obviously, you know, it was a big. It felt like a
1: victory Friday night. It yeah, felt
2: like it. Felt like everybody was excited, and I'm a little concerned
1: that they not didn't c- celebrate on our floor, and we didn't get swept. Those are two positives, given how this series started out. I'm
2: a little concerned it's going to be hard to pick that momentum back up. It's going to be hard to pick that intensity back up because you felt like you know you. I mean, essentially, you've already orgasmed. It's a lot harder to get you know.
1: I would agree. It's a, th- that they played so good that it's like, can you continue? And I was sitting there watching it like, is this how you have to play to beat this team? Because I don't know how anybody's ever going to do it. Because nobody's playing that well four games in a row. But if anybody's capable of doing it, it is the Cavaliers to rip off four in a row. I don't know if they will or not, but I think we win tonight. I, I think the series does get extended. And at that point, I you got to give it to LeBron. Where it's like, all right, you didn't get swept. You forced it six games. There's, there's you know what I mean it's everybody thought this team was going to run right through you and if they don't run right through you I think it helps his legacy a little it's so funny how you know you
2: take uh, these athletes and, and LeBron's the, the perfect example of it and it takes an entire career to build these like you know accolades and to build these you know uh, things that will say and about a game them. can ruin it and all of a sudden dude it's just a quarter. It, from one game to another it's just it, all this swinging it's a 24/ seven news media
1: it is. and this is what this is exactly what everybody's talking about with the michael v- V. LeBron argument, which is Michael didn't live game to game. He didn't live shot to shot like LeBron does because of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. There is a difference there. I think that you don't think they win tonight, huh?
2: No, I think they. I mean, I, I believe they can. Do I think they do? I think it's going to be a t- It's going to be an uphill battle tonight. Yeah, you, you,
1: you did. You want WWE shirt and Cavs hat again because that's John what Cena won the baby. other night.
2: John Cena, baby. I feel like until that until that
1: fan pl- or the, until that plan fails, I got to keep going with it. So I uh, I made a good decision the other night. What was that? I'll just tell you about this real quick. So I was all upset about not going to Tom Petty. I wanted to go to Tom Petty really, really bad. I'm surprised you didn't. And uh, so I threw it out there, and I knew somebody I knew would have an extra. So my buddy Rodney calls me on Saturday, and he's like, yo, man, I got an extra ticket for Tom Petty. If you can meet me at my house, we'll totally go to Tom Petty. And I said to him, I was like, bro, you just called me a couple hours too late. I was like, I already started drinking. And I have only a few beers in. I said, but given the timeline and when I got to be there, I'm just, I, I don't feel comfortable doing it. And I ended up making that decision and staying where I was versus going to see Tom. But uh, dude, my heart is broken. That's a top three artist for me. And from all the videos I saw, it looked like he was awesome. It looked like the show was great. I mean, I knew people who went who weren't total big fans who walked out of there who called me and said, You're right. That guy's the best songwriter ever. I think that might be a little far, but he's damn good at it. I'm a little bummed out. How was Mohican?
2: oh uh, dude, amazing, dude. Absolutely yeah? amazing. It was one of those kind of last minute decisions. Um, I haven't been there in forever. My girlfriend's family was going down there, and it was a uh kind of like a hey, you guys can come. We've got an extra room. So we went down on Saturday and it was just drinking by a pool, going out on the lake. I mean, just as good as it
1: gets. Yeah, that's dude. good stuff though. And dude,
2: not as far away as I thought it was. When I, I you know, I it was maybe an hour and a little bit extra. So oh, I thought it was
1: about two hours. It's yeah, only about an hour.
2: Nah, it's only it was only about an hour. You go past Worcester, maybe another 15 minutes minutes, and then Jeez. head south, and boom,
1: there you, there you are. Get your passport stamped. <laughs> Ready to go. <laughs> Ready to go. I, uh, I did have an embarrassing thing happen. i got to wrap this up pretty quick, but I, I had an embarrassing thing. Played, I played in a golf outing on Saturday. Okay. And it was for a really good cause. It was for the Central, as a matter of fact, it's on the back of my cell phone now, the Central American Medical Outreach. So they, okay. they provide like, medicine to Central America and that kind of stuff. Okay. And uh, it's called the camo outing, and it's like the 12th year they had it. So, H.J. and I played together at his course. Okay. So, he's the course pro. We're playing at his course. And we lost. Jeez. Yeah, we lost. His brother's team ended up winning. Jeff's Even team. worse. Yeah, no, totally. Totally. No, it was way worse. So, the, like, the entire grounds out the golf course was making fun of me. Like, dude, you had the best golfer in Wayne County on your team, and you guys lost by four strokes? And yeah, he lost to his brother, so you know it got super competitive. They're playing right behind us. It got super competitive. Guys are screaming during shots. The whole thing, it was awesome. Was it your fault? It was kind of my fault. And I played good. Like, we both played. I mean, dude, we came in at 16 under. I mean, so H.J. played pretty good. (laughs) I mean, we came in at 16 under. I don't know how. I mean, those guys ended up at like 19 under. I don't know how. they. I mean, uh, they made an eagle at 7 that we didn't. But yeah, dude, they were all making fun of me yesterday. They're like, "Jesus, dude, that's the first golf outing that guy's lost." This is true. It's the first golf outing he's lost in twelve years. Wow, wow. I mean, dude, he went and played one at Range the other day, won by ten. Yeah, no, I got, I, uh, I, I believe it was probably my fault then, right? I feel like the facts are coming yeah. out. It sounds like it was yeah. my fault. Lady Summer is officially here. We're going to help you get that sexy chest you want for all summer by the pool. I'll explain next on the Sansbury Show.
0: Rock
1: 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. Talk to him at 8 o'clock. Get his take on Game 4. Look ahead at Game 5. Think, find out what he thinks might happen. Also, 9.30, we have Tom Segura tickets. As yes, he's at the Hard Rock Roxino. Northfield Park there on October the 14th. We'll get you into that
2: at 9.30. Tom Segura, really funny guy, dude. One of the, one of the better stand-ups nowadays, yeah, I he is feel really like.
1: Good. You'll enjoy that show, so we can show up that at 9.30. 7.30, we'll send you to Rhythm and Bruise, that on the 22nd at the Canton Cultural Center. And again, I'll be there from 6 to 8 that evening. So we'll see you out there for that as well. So it's pool season. Yeah. You were pretty much sitting by the pool all weekend, right? Dude, your boy got a little
2: sunburn action going on right there. Feel like the whole belly and chest right now a little on fire, a little en fuego. Is that right? Yeah, a little bit. Oh my god, yeah, you
1: sure did get red.
2: I'm a little pink. I, mean, I feel like I'll be all right in a day or two, but yeah, I got that, got that on me. And I did sunscreen too. It's not like I was like, really? dude, no, I'm not too tough for the sun. And like, no, I wore sunscreen and still, man. Boy, got
1: crispy. Yeah, I always keep a bottle of uh, like that spray active sunscreen Mm -hmm. in my golf bag just in case because it gets hot out there, man. You never know.
2: Well, dude, skin cancer is no joke. I know everyone's like, ah, dude, just a sunburn, and it's like, no, it's gonna be skin cancer in like twenty years. So like, don't just say it's sunburn.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's true. I you know I always forget that. It's pool season, so the bathing suits are like all the rage now, right? And from what I've heard, one piece bathing suits for women are, are totally making a comeback. All things go in the yeah. cycle, so I could see that right, yeah, when I grew up, the one piece was actually a pretty, you know what I mean that was, that was a that was a big piece of uh of summer wear for for the women,
2: yeah, I mean bikinis and have certainly made a always been know, a thing sure the, the, a big push, but dude, I think that's kind of a what do I want to say I like one piece as I do, I feel like it's an attractive thing,
1: yeah it's um i mean <laughs> I feel bad for women in their swimsuits really because I mean if you're heavy if you're too heavy for a bikini, you're gonna look like a like a stuffed sausage in a <laughs> one place. You are. I mean you just are. I mean, but dude, that's what us fat people have to deal with. Right. I don't wanna go to the pool because I don't want to take my shirt off either. Right. You know what I mean? So fat people, we just gotta deal with this.
2: Um, is that if, if you went to the pool, you're not wearing you're keeping your shirt on all whole time? No,
1: do I would I would I would take part in the swimming activities. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm not that vain. Okay. All right. It's just somebody... I'm not gonna be happy about it, and I'm gonna focus on it the rest of the day when I get home.
2: Some people have that long line and some people just don't feel comfortable crossing it. I'm not swimming in a t-shirt. I um, am Right, because at that point, you're not hiding anything. (laughs) You're like, like, hey, I'm (laughs) a fat ass and I'm sad about it. And it's just like clinging to (laughs) you and you can see every roll through the shirt anyway, so you might as well just get out there and do it. And honestly, and maybe it's because I've gotten older, um, but I don't think people are necessarily like just sitting there looking and judging like they used to because I think everybody's kind of getting fatter. I mean, very rarely is it nowadays and I think the pool I went to this weekend was a prime example, is that right? Was it? Was it just like, oh, dude, look at all these hot bodies everywhere? Like, no, there was maybe like one arguably really hot body there, and other than that, it was just like a bunch of normal-looking people.
1: You now know, I, I bring this up because somebody has created one-piece bathing suits, so for women, where you can look like a man. That's not good. Right? That's no, not good. Okay, all right, they're called the sexy chest one-piece swimsuit. It comes in three different skin tones, which is like. Pale white, medium white, and then what would be an African-American person. Okay. And then uh, they cost $60, and what it is is you put it on. It's a one-piece, and you it then has, like, a print of, like, a man's hairy body on you. Now, what is weird is when you get down to the genitals... It's just smooth. Like, like, <laughs> it's just like you just like so you have like the male chest, chest hair, stomach hair. Ugh. It's all very Tom Selleck. Ugh. And then you get down like I said to where the generals would be and it's like Kendall. Like so I don't I don't understand how that how that works there. Um I, if, have you seen it? look at this? Let me see this thing. Oh, Jesus.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, not good. Oh, God. Like, it's very realistic print. It's not like a... a no, it
1: looks real. Yeah. And From far away, you could be confused by it, I think.
2: Ow, and I wonder, I mean, like, obviously, women going... Oh, no. well,
1: transgenders. <laughs> well, what do we
2: do? Women going topless is obviously, like, a very hot thing, and people are like, oh, my God, you know, you can't do that. This is arguably, it's going to look, like, far away, especially to a kid, like, that woman's naked, right? Possibly? But it's a man's chest. Why is but that man lady naked? Yeah, but it's a man's chest. So would it matter? But it's you're going to still see boobs, right? I don't know who would want this.
1: Um, I, mean, if, I mean, I know the sexes have been in battle now for a few years and everybody, you know, there's privilege and this and that. And like the sexes are back at war. I totally get it. But we can all admit that the female body's better than the male body, Right. I mean, we can all admit that the male body. I mean, didn't they say this in Seinfeld where it's like the woman's body's like, you know, a piece of art and the male body's like a Jeep? It's like forgetting around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the male body's gross. Um, I... Even the best ones are gross.
2: You know, there's some people who just want to push things and just want to push back on things and just kind of like, oh, look at me, look at me. And this would definitely be a look at me thing. So I wouldn't be surprised to see women in this, certain women. I don't think this is going to catch on in like a mainstream way, but I think there's plenty of chicks out there who would be like, oh, yeah, this is the only way that I can show my chest off, and then here, you know what I mean? This is the Lena Dunham bathing suit.
1: Yeah. This yeah. is the Lena Dunham yeah. bathing suit, and as I'm watching this model wear it, I just keep going back to the genitals weirdly. There's <laughs> just, <laughs> just weirdly, but there's just a fuzzy mound. Oh, stop it. There's just a fuzzy mound where, like, you're... Balls and penis should be, <laughs> which is strange, because apparently I've been wearing this bathing suit forever, and I had no idea. Canton police need your help, and uh, we'll explain how you can help them out next on The Stansbury Show. The Stansbury Show on Canton's Rock Station, Rock 1069. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show, Rock 1069, 8 o'clock. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com, also 930, Sunday to see Tom Segura. That show's October 14th at the Hard Rock Roxino, rock Northfield Park there do have good news here as the Canton Police Department confirms that a teen who went missing last week has been found safe. Canton Police, say 13-year-old Sky Lynn McCochran was found sometime Sunday afternoon by Akron Police. No further details were given about exactly where she was found or her condition. She was last seen, though, on Thursday, June 8th, before being found. She left on her own with two unknown males in an unknown vehicle from her house on Cleveland Avenue and then was not found until yesterday. So she's found, returned, where she should be. That's best case scenario. I would imagine more details are gonna come out the more they talk with the young thirteen year old woman. Terrible, terrible, terrible place for a family to be. I can yeah, only imagine awful. how how awful this weekend was for her family. Yeah, it's oh my god, nobody slept, I'm sure. I mean, that's one of those things. It's just like just bring my kid home. Canton police were also pretty busy with a woman who was arrested Friday. 19-year-old Cassandra M. Zenk was uh, involved in a single vehicle crash on Harrison Avenue in Canton. And uh, she was then described as creating a disturbance and not complying with the Canton fire personnel. According to the report, Fantone, she bit one of the medics who was trying to treat her. Jeez. So I'm guessing there was uh, there was foul play involved here, whether it be alcohol or drugs while she was driving, and that's how the crash happened. I'm that's speculative on my part. Eh, that's not too much of an assumption there. I feel like you're probably going to be probably going to be vindicated in that. If you bite the medic, though, right? I'm thinking you may you may be guilty of something. I'm
2: I'm just trying to figure out. I mean, like obviously I've I've partaken in the uh, festivities before, and I don't think I've ever been to the point where I'm going to start chomping on other people. Like
1: some of these newer drugs. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They just change who you are. They just, and you know what I mean? And you th- you think you're in a reality that you're not in. I mean, I've seen people who were deep into Oxycontin binges. Now, I don't know what this woman was doing. She, you know, let me point that out. She's only 19. For all I know, this could just be, she just, I don't know, maybe it, it, there might be mental health here. I don't know. But some, like, I've seen people deep in Oxycontin binges who thought things were real who weren't that weren't real. You know what I mean? It just alters your reality. And maybe if it was that synthetic marijuana that they're always talking about, that flaca or whatever it is, maybe that's what the you know, she was on. Bath knows. salts. Who, Who, knows? Knows? Who knows? I mean, the people are using everything in the world to get high these days. So I mean, just Snorting it just Clorox. Like, come on. It just goes to show you. I just. Dude, those jobs, I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want to be an EMT. I wouldn't want to be a police officer. I, those are just jobs. I mean, I'm thankful there's people out there who like that, that's who they are. That's the, the, the makeup of them as people. That's what they want to do. I'm just happy nobody's making me do it.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, getting bit. And you're like, ah, dude, it's probably not that big of a deal. But if she broke skin, you know what I mean? That's a totally big deal. Don't there. they say
1: that human bites are worse than dog bites for you?
2: I mean, I don't, I, I'm sure. I mean, I've heard that. <laughs> I just don't know. If,
1: I've always heard that. I just don't know if that's one of those old wives' tales or what.
2: Well, and I mean, who knows? Like, you know, like you said, what she's on, but who knows what she has? You know what I mean? If that's like a hepatitis disease risk or something right. like that, I, right. I'd,
1: I'd be very concerned being in one of those situations. 19 years old, crashed the car, bit the medic. I'm just. Yeah, that's uh, my guess is drugs. But again, it's just purely a guess. You're right. Hats off to those people, dude. Thank God I don't Ugh, have to do that. Brutal. I just, yeah, I just would not want that job. I'm thankful there are people out there who do it. I just personally would not want it. Draymond Green has some very interesting things to say about the Cavaliers fan base. We'll get you filled in next on the Stan's Radio Show. On Rock
0: 1069.
1: Welcome back to the Stan's Radio Show, Rock 1069. We'll get you hooked up with Tom Segura tickets. October 14th is when he's in town at the Hard Rock Roxino. We'll pass those out at 930 this morning. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. So before game four the other night, Friday night, I turned on the 6 o'clock news Mm -hmm. at home, and four minutes into the broadcast, I shut it off. Okay. Because the amount of times this now both I was watching two different local news stations, All right. six o'clock news, kind of going back and forth between both, making sure I'm up to date on what's going on. Right, and four minutes into the broadcast, I had already shut the, new, the local news off. Okay, because the amount of times they were using "defend the land" was ah. like nauseating. Like, that slogan's cool on a t-shirt. But when you're hearing, nobody defends the land like Fox 8. No, first on five defends the land first. It's just like, guys, quit tripping over your Ds to say the catchphrase the most. Because honestly, it just got to the point where I was like, "All of you go to hell," and I shut it off.
2: Yeah, I mean, I understand that news <laughs> is certainly a little cheesier than radio. It is like they you don't kind of have you to have be. to be you do you have to and be. you have to like schmuck it up a little bit more than we do. But still, dude, have a little bit of self respect. You know, like we get it. It's a hashtag. We get it. Nobody defends the land like
1: Fox Eight. First of all, do you know what the word "defend" means, you <laughs> dude? You're, you've never defended the land that once. And, like, my friend just moved to Nashville who just got beat last night in the Stanley Cup. Final. What? <laughs> yeah. What? And so like he was tweeting yesterday and using like their slogan, stand with us. And it's like, so every team's got one of these. Like nothing's like special about this at all. And
2: I'm I understand and I'm okay with that. Like like I'll use it in like hashtags when I'm talking about the game because I'm like, all right, that's how you know Cavs fans will like kind of watch the game with each other via social media. But it's not like every other time we talk about the Cavaliers, I'm like, dude, you gotta work and defend the land at some point there. No, I don't think I don't think ever once have either one of us been like like and now it's time to defend the land. and Just honestly, by the, the, the amount of times I heard it,
1: was nauseating, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm over this. I'm right. over it. All right. Now, luckily, the Cavaliers came out that night and they kicked some ass. Indeed, they did, man, dude. It was super impressive, right? Yeah. I mean, Kyrie Irving hit shots. I mean, Scott from WinningForNextYear.com tweeted a photo out of Kyrie Irving being defended and the ball like just leaving his hands. And it just said, this went in. <laughs> because when you look at it, it's like, there's no way that shot went in.
2: Um, you could see it in him and hopefully he'll be the, 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 you know, obviously LeBron's going to have a ton of work to do in this game and beyond, but hopefully Kyrie is in the zone now. Hopefully he's hit his stride now against the Warriors and is able to kind of continue that momentum uh from from this previous game. And, and It's kind it of what he did last year. Right.
1: He was kind of quiet early on in that series and then next thing you know as it went on he kind of just was like alright I'm Kyrie Irving. It's time I remember that I'm Kyrie Irving. And actually for the world he became Kyrie Irving in that series. We knew yeah. about what, it, what he was capable of but he really hit a national stage that last year. Crazy to think he's only 25 years old.
2: Yeah. I mean absolutely Absolutely crazy, especially
1: he's, when they're saying he's already the best finisher at the rim with both hands in the history of the NBA.
2: I, dude, he's amazing. The body control he has when driving to the hoop, and when you consider both hands that he can go I right or left. It's,
1: it's <laughs> left is his non-dominant hand, right? I believe so. Yeah, I would and think so. The
2: fact that he's able to do that is just—it's mind-boggling. It really is. He's a great finisher. He um, is. and you combine that with LeBron James, who's arguably the most thunderous finisher at the rim of all time. When you know when he dunks and when he gets angry and dude, he slams it down. It really is. I don't know who's better. I really don't.
1: You know, you hear about LeBron's, uh, you know, on the court basketball IQ a lot. People like to say that a lot, and it's true. When, when he like threw that ball up against the backboard oh and realized he didn't, oh he was like, God. all right, I don't. I'm in the air. I don't know what to do. All right, I'll just throw it there. I'll catch it. Oh I'll God. slam it. I mean, the guys bringing out slam dunk contest dunks in the middle of NBA finals games. So win, lose, or draw, what yeah. I've been saying all along is we're pretty damn lucky, Yeah, and you're still, even take LeBron out of it, you would still be lucky to be watching Kevin Durant play basketball in your lifetime. I mean, he's pretty special, too. So when you get those two guys playing to, you know, against one another in an NBA Finals, as a fan of the sport, you're pretty damn lucky right now. Yeah,
2: I mean, the amount of talent that's out on that floor right now, it is, it's mind-boggling. Um, it I might was, be the most talented NBA Finals ever. I, I would have a hard time disagreeing just based on the guys that are out there. I, I, I retweeted this over the weekend and at Fantone if anybody cares to go see it. But it was the first two minutes of, I think, the 1987 NBA Finals, uh, the Showtime Lakers against the Boston Celtics. Okay. So, you know, you hear that and you think, oh my God, dude, Those that's probably the best basketball you could ever watch in your life. Sloppy. Garbage, dude. Garbage. Really? I, dude, and uh, watching it, I mean, I haven't seen don't it. get me wrong. I mean, Cream's out there, Larry Bird's out there, Magic Johnson's out there. Those guys are all, you know, elite players. But people who make the argument of, oh, LeBron couldn't have played in that era, that is the most asinine argument I have ever heard in my entire life, dude. That is, it just, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling that anybody could genuinely think that. I mean... LeBron it, could play in any era. Now, with the upper echelon, guys, yes, Kareem was 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 phenomenal. Magic Johnson was phenomenal. But it's the guys that that aren't Magic Johnson that you really see the difference in. You look at some of those dudes out there... You don't
1: there, think LeBron could have guarded Rick Mahorn?
2: You, those guys look like YMCA players. <laughs> you know what I mean? All those, right. those guys look like the 35 and older league with the socks up to their knees, and like, it honestly, I mean, it looks like... It, those guys were smoking cigarettes before the game.
1: I I think you can make the argument certain players in today's NBA would have a problem in late 80s basketball. I do believe that. I don't think LeBron's one of those guys you could put on the list. I think KD could have played in that era, too. Athletes are better today. And you can say the game's not better today, but athletes are better today. I hate to give him credit, but wasn't Steve Kerr the guy that was like, so wait a minute, let me get this straight. Evolution works and everything advances except for athletes. Everybody gets better over time. Every industry gets better over time, but athletes don't? He's like, why is that the case? Now, if you
2: want to make the argument of toughness, okay, maybe there's an argument of like, well, dude, the old NFL players, they wore leather helmets and didn't have a face mask. Okay, fine, sure. But, like, if you just want to talk about better performing athletes, there's no question the science of today has far surpassed the toughness
1: of yesterday. Yeah, I would agree. I I, I think LeBron could have played in Michael's era. I really do. I mean, the guy's, what, 6'9", 250? And, uh, dude, he's pretty physical. They're running down the court and
2: they're all dribbling with their right hand. Like, nobody's dribbling non dominant Dominant hand. Nobody had any moves. Like, it was just... It was, Dude, dudes were shooting in triple coverage, and it was just garbage basketball. And this was, like I said, the Showtime Lakers against the Boston Celtics.
1: Wasn't there, like, on an average, like, 90 free throws in games back then, too? Because the entire just game swapped. was just hard just fouls swapped. in the paint? Right. right. That's all you did. Yeah. I mean, the game has definitely changed. We have moved it towards... But NFL did this too. They moved it to a more finesse scoring type game. That's nope. what these, that's because it's what you want. This is what you want. If the games ended 68 to 71, you'd be
2: furious. If that was the case, if then it'd be hockey. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, all right, well, you score three times and that's enough to win a championship.
1: Hey, America, we're going to give you more sports that are really long and nobody scores. Why do you think you're not a soccer fan? You're not a hockey yeah. fan. It's because yeah. there's no scoring in it.
2: And it's boring, dude. That's, I mean, dude, get some points up there. Score Score, score, score. It's what we want.
1: Baseball was never better than when dudes were slamming steroids into their balls and hitting balls 900 yards out of parks. That's when you liked baseball is when there was a ton of offense. Don't quit complaining. This is the best to do. This is probably the best sports has maybe ever been. But Draymond Green, who I have long said, I hate him because he's not a Cavalier. But if we trade for Draymond next year, he's going to be my favorite Cavalier. Cavalier for sure.
2: I genuinely think that's the only warrior that I could apply that to and say you're correct on because I would hate Steph Curry. I would hate Clay Thompson. I would hate any of those dudes. Sean Lavinson, Sundra, McGee, Andre Iguodala. I would still hate those dudes, but I think you're right on Draymond where I'd be like, all right, get him on this team, dude.
1: Get him on this team. I would. Yeah, I, dude, I like. I, 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 there's something about Draymond I like. He loves the villain role, too, where like LeBron didn't
2: necessarily want hated to Hated it. On, he, talked about it openly. Hated it. He didn't want to put on that black hat. No. He didn't. Draymond Green loves being that dude. It's hard
1: to be the the global star with the black hat on. I think right. LeBron knew that. It's hard to be a billion-dollar Nike athlete as the most hated dude in America. You know what I mean? I think that's really what he hated. But Draymond was asked about some altercations between Cleveland fans and his mom and like how he gets treated here and this is what draymond had to say Uh, no i don't really pay that much attention i don't i don't pay much attention to anybody in cleveland honestly uh don't seem to be the sharpest people around so that's yeah whatever So, you know, he said, you know, Cleveland people don't seem to be the sharpest around. It should be pointed out. They asked him to clarify, and he went back and said, no, I said what I meant to say. When I say something, I know what I'm saying, which let's put that on file, because sooner or later, the guy's going to end up saying something and be like, oh, I mean, I didn't know, and I shouldn't have said, and I'm going to be like, no, bro, you said into a microphone. When you say it, you mean
2: it. Yeah. I mean, as somebody who speaks into a microphone, everyone has had said something where it's like, oh, wait, did I really mean that? Did I really think that? And if you're going to say, nope, I said it, I meant it. you're you're going to get yourself in a sticky situation. Yeah, don't you're I right.
1: wouldn't cement yeah, that. Right. I wouldn't cement that down. Now, of course, Cavs fans were eager to point out that this is the same guy that mistakenly tweeted out or not tweeted out, sorry, snapchatted out pictures of his penis. Yeah. This is also a guy that punched he punched an 18-year-old college kid at Michigan State last year after I mean the guy was already an NBA finals champion he's punching college students talking about how we're not smart
2: the argument that I'll make against the Snapchat thing punching college students well number one college students are annoying as hell dude kid probably deserved it but the thing I will say if I had a penis like Draymond Green there'd be no accident to it I'd be Snapchatting that thing out all the time dude all the time yeah honestly I (laughs) I would force you all
1: to make it your screensaver Yeah, dude, I he loved. This is what he does. This is who he is for this team. He's that guy. He he's edgy. He's gonna say the thing. He's gonna get you riled up. But I'll tell you that the and I said this last week. The last thing you want to do is poke the LeBron James bear. Don't do it. Don't do it. I I mean, dude, you guys are halfway home to, and now I don't want you to win, but you're halfway home to a championship. More so. Three quarters of the way home to a championship. Don't, I'm telling you, do not sleep on LeBron and company. I think, I
2: think that bear's already awoken and you could poke it or do whatever you want. But yeah, dude, I mean, you could see it
1: on Friday night. LeBron had a different look in his eye. It looked to me, and I tweeted this too. And I said, it looks definitely, Friday night did at least, like he went into that locker room and said, if I get swept, my legacy's forever ruined. So you guys better get your asses out there and stay up to pace, and we're going to win this game. And I think it did help him to not get swept by this team. And I tweeted this, and this is totally true. LeBron and Kyrie Irving single-handedly stopped a 30 from 30 from being made. That whole we're sixteen and zero win, you know, uh, to, to to go, uh, you know, without a loss in the playoffs and the finals and that whole thing, that was totally going to be an ESPN special. But nope, there's LeBron James to rain on somebody's parade, and Kyrie Irving totally helped too. Those two guys, I mean, it was obvious early when you turned the game. I was like, oh, this is something different right now. So you're buying in two Cavs win tonight.
2: I think Cavs win tonight. Yeah, w- you really do. Walk into the Oracle, win tonight. That's three two. Wow. Is that it? I mean, if they lose Game Six, I they don't, lose Game six? I mean, if dude, if they push this to seven, right? You, you, you can't. They, there's no black mark against LeBron. There no, has to be. No,
1: I would erase the black mark against LeBron. If he got swept, I think it was going to be. It was going to be a huge knock. If they push it, if, if they do push it to seven games, I'm with you. I think at that point, guys have been. The, the season's not over yet, and everybody. What's everybody? What's national media saying about the Warriors? All time great team. All time great team. All time great team. If you push an all time great team to seven games, that's something. Dude, if
2: they win... I'm just saying, like, and I'm, I know I'm living in hypothetical, like, dream world here. But if they pull this off and they win four consecutive games against oh, a team you, that was anointed as the greatest of all time, uh, 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 the goat conversation is over.
1: For people who think I talk Lebron too much, it, uh, <laughs> dude, if he rips off four in a row, I'm just telling you right now, dude's gonna be nauseating. I'm just gonna be in here all day. I'm, I'm gonna say two words the entire day after they w- if they should win the NBA Finals, goat bitch. That's it. <laughs> Maybe a little audio from Goat Boy from SNL. Those are the three things you're getting if LeBron rips four in a row. I do think they win tonight. I haven't seen the line yet. I might bet tonight. I haven't seen the line I know, yet. I don't know. I
2: don't know. I don't know. I gotta see the line and still going into the Oracle and playing is a tough tough thing to do. That's a tough
1: building to play in. they're allowed.
2: They did it last year. You know what I mean, and, and like they, they didn't last year.
1: We got Draymond on the edge. He's been—I mean, look at that thing. I mean, it was two technicals the other night, one and a half, I guess, whatever the hell you want to say. But LeBron knows how to push Draymond. Steph disappeared. I mean, he was he was gone. Four for thirteen, I think it was. Right. Clay was four for eleven, right? And and yet it still felt like this lead's not safe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the thing about the Warriors—they are high-powered. But I think the Cavaliers win tonight. I really do. What happens then? I don't know how the scheduling works. Um, so it's Monday. It's tonight at the Q, or no, at, the, at Oracle. At Oracle, then six would be in, in, in Cleveland, and then seven would, would be in be Golden back there. State. I think it's okay.
2: Monday, Thursday, Sunday. Sunday? Monday, Monday, Thursday, Thursday Sunday. Sunday.
1: Okay. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. We will do so at eight o'clock. A New Jersey school is in trouble for what is happening with their yearbooks. We'll give you that next on The Stansbury Show. Oh! On Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, where you can win rhythm and... I'm sorry. Rhythm what? is the word. <laughs> rhythm and bruise tickets. With them and blues. With them. It is rhythm <laughs> and bruise. That's June 22nd, Canton Cultural Center. I'll be out there as well, 6 to 8 that evening. We'll get you hooked up here shortly. 1-800-243-765, the number you'll need for those. New Jersey High School now under fire for uh, meddling with the photos. Of students in their yearbook. Okay, what had happened was multiple students wore Donald Trump clothing in their yearbook. Worth noting is this
2: Trump brand clothing, like you know the Donald Trump collection by Macy's campaign clothes. Okay, so this is "Make America Great Again." This for President Grant Barado,
1: a junior at the school. Wore the black t shirt, Trump Make America Great Again, lettering on the shirt. Okay. Nobody said anything to him while the photos were being taken. Right. Okay. The yearbook comes out, and they had digitally removed the logo from his t shirt. He was obviously disappointed, and the father said, "This is the first election he had been interested in." Now that makes sense to me. Like that's about when you start coming into what you yeah. think is your own and what you think is your informed political opinion. I remember, like, Clinton took the world by storm when, when I was in high school. It was like, oh my, and every young person was like, "That's my president." Well, what are you gonna do? Be interested in politics in the sixth grade? You
2: know what I mean? Like, eh, like, of course, this was the first. Yeah, you about know?
1: high school is when you get there, and it was such a what sometimes say, earlier,
2: but such a. I mean, but. You, it, it, at that point, in, in, as, a, as a middle schooler, you're really just taking your parents' opinions. But that's really what you're doing in high, in high school, too. Maybe even in high school, right. Um, but let's be real. This was a very passionate you know, um, campaign. This was a very right. passionate election. So I'm not surprised that like younger people got involved because there were such strong feelings both ways. There was weddings. a lot of
1: attention placed on it. Exactly. It wasn't running. Yeah, this election cycle was anything but run-of-the-mill. Right. Right? So the school, obviously, now facing accusations of censorship and the parents of multiple students are looking for new for answers and actually the one parent says i want the yearbooks to be reissued and i want a letter from administration from the administration explaining why they are reissuing the yearbook. That's not going to happen, my no, guess is. No. You know how much money? I mean, how it's going to cost a lot of money, right.
2: Unless you're paying for it. Unless, you're, unless all the students are going to pay for another yearbook. Dude, school district, I'm sure, already, you know, not making enough money. Dude, I'm sure the levy just got voted down. Yeah, I was, was going to say, yeah, well, this is on. the
1: one school district in America come that's on. doing well. Right. Come on. The parents talked about it and said, you know, the shirt doesn't have alcohol or drugs on it. No guns. Nothing, like, illegal. None of that kind huh. of stuff. So they figured, yeah, wear the shirt. You want to wear the shirt? Wear the shirt. Yeah, and I mean,
2: at the end of the day, this is a shirt, and the name is the name of the president of the United States of America. Like, there's there should not be controversy there, even as we sit here and we know how controversial and like you know polarizing President Trump is. There should not be controversy in wearing a a presidential president. No, no, no. I would agree. That's my
1: whole thing, America. So like this other another junior, Wyatt was wearing a a Trump-like zip-up jacket, and they just cropped his picture to where you couldn't see the logo over the chest there on the right-hand side. And then a young woman was wearing another Trump shirt, and they digitally removed the logo from that. As well Okay. Now the school has come out and said There's nothing in our student dress code That would prevent a student from expressing his or her political views And support for a candidate Mm -hmm. for political office Via appropriate clothing Mm -hmm. Rather I applaud students for becoming involved in politics And for participation in our democratic society That's from the school administration And that's exactly where the school should be You should be happy that your kids are engaged in this stuff
2: I I agree with you 100% Now that's not to say that you couldn't use Your political opinions to intimidate another student I remember there was that story. Yes, remember that there was a high school that was playing basketball. I think against uh, a mainly Hispanic high school, and they were chanting "Build the Wall." I understand why that's an issue.
1: Yeah, you don't want that,
2: right? You I don't understand. want that, right? If you're going up to a Hispanic kid or a Middle Eastern kid and yelling "Make America Great Again," that's different. That's way different. Right.
1: There's a very big difference between wearing a shirt saying "This is my side" versus getting in somebody's face telling them why their side's not right. Right. Those are very different things. So I know what happened here. This is somebody that works on the yearbook staff, took it into their own hands, decided to do this because they disagreed with Trump and his policies, and decided to exact their revenge this way. Yeah, unless you
2: can show me... And, I mean, I would assume there was probably high school seniors who wore Obama shirts because, let's be real, Obama was also a very, you know, popular, you know, uh, politician. Yeah. Unless you can show me examples of that being edited out to you, this is definitely a problem. And it would, well,
1: and it would also have to be the same school. You know right, what I mean? Right, like, right, You know what I mean? Right. So, like, yes, there's going to be that. I just, I know what happened here. I, I mean, we, I would imagine, this is a guess. But I would imagine, in most yearbook staffs in high schools, you're going to be more democratic thinking. You're probably going to lean more left if you're working on that staff in high school. I would think. I don't know that. And regardless whether the
2: you know whether you're in the minority or the majority there, it was probably you're right. It was that one student who was like, "Dude, black. black I'm going to you know, do this. This isn't out.
1: right. How dare you? He's a bigot. He's a racist. We're doing this, and it's going to come back and bite you in the ass."
2: I, I, yeah, as, as somebody I mean, who, they're going to punish the student that did it. I mean, of course... I mean, you're well, altering the school's yearbook without permission. I mean, you're probably a senior. you already graduated. Oh, what yeah. You, what are you going to do? do to not me? Not let me walk across the, the graduation... Nobody are cares, It's right. done. I mean, you've already graduated oh, yeah. at this point. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, yeah, this is wrong. I, I, I will say that
1: 100% as somebody on the left side of the aisle, that this is not appropriate. I mean, the first thing when I read it yesterday, I was like... Yeah, I could believe that happened. For sure, I could believe it happened. But I did, I spent a, a, a decent portion of yesterday thinking to myself, like, this would have, ne-. like, it just goes to show you how weird things are getting. Where, like, campaign slogans now and, like, shirts of, like, guys who are trying to be president are controversial. Is president.
2: Is president. Right. You know what I mean? Like, this yeah. is the president of our country, the leader of our nation. Whether you like that or not, that's facts.
1: You should be able to wear shirts from a political campaign. Like, I say whatever you, you could have disagreed with every politician, you know what I mean, on either side forever. But when I was in high school, nobody was going to tell you not to wear one of those shirts. Yeah, I mean, I have a Abraham Lincoln
2: shirt, I have a Kennedy shirt, I have an Obama shirt. So I would, and I'd wear those anywhere You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't be afraid of wearing those So why should people
1: wearing a Trump shirt Be like, oh dude, I can't go out Or I can't take a picture with that That's, that's over the line, dude Frank's tweeting in and telling me That you could make the argument That wearing that shirt would be the same As walking up to someone and yelling that to them No, you can't No, no you can't no. No, you can't. One thing is is, is expressing your views. The, another thing is harassing somebody. The mentality that those can be the same thing is exactly what the rest of us are trying to fight against every single day on effing Twitter and social media. Those are not, those are not, those are not the same thing. The problem is, is that this society has turned both those things into the same thing. And can you tell it makes me angry? You could make the argument, but it'd be wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can make the argument.
1: All right. I guess I shouldn't get mad, and I should have just said that. <laughs> Rhythm and Blues, June 22nd, Canton Cultural Center. Let's take caller 17 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Another celebrity we have lost. So sad. <laughs> we'll get into that next on The Sansbury Show. Welcome back to The Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. It turns out we may be getting new Chris Cornell music. Really? You may not remember, Chris Cornell hung himself right before Rock on the Range, actually. And there's information on how we may be getting new Chris Cornell music. That's online for you, WRQK.com in the Sandsbury Show section. All right. It's interesting. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, when people were talking about this with Prince, and it's like, the unreleased, and does the estate have the right? I don't know. It's like a weird feeling for me. There's a little bit of like... I mean, Tupac put out 11 albums after he died. (laughs) There's a little bit of like,
2: why not? I mean, I understand the artist didn't necessarily have the opportunity to finish it and okay it. But in my mind, it's like, well, the artist is dead. Like, I mean, what what difference is that? So who cares
1: about your legacy? We'll do what we want with it. I don't know, it's interesting. I, I, you know, I mean, I'm not like staunchly against it. It's just, you know, it's a little bit of a... A little bit of a gray area for me. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree. It's not black and white there. But new information on new Chris Cornell music online for you at WRQK.com. I've also just tweeted it out at Sandsbury.
2: At this point, though, maybe 20 years ago, I think there was a little bit more validity to not doing it. But at this point, it's going to get leaked regardless. It's going to get out regardless.
1: It's 2017. The soundboard guy will give it to somebody or something. You might as well from the estate do it. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, you're making a good argument there. That one works. Another celebrity has died. And uh, it was uh, it was all over the social media, right. and I know your childhood is forever altered, even though you haven't been in your childhood in 30 years. But whatever, but whatever. But Adam West, TV's Batman, has died. Also, I mean, uh, for most of the younger audience, it's all about Family Guy. Right. with that, with Adam West. Now, I was half surprised when you walked in this morning that you weren't wearing a cap shirt game night tonight. Right, and then. Beyond that, that you're not wearing a Batman shirt because you and I both are huge Batman fans.
2: Yeah, and honestly, my love for Batman does come from the Adam West show. Me too. Um, my mom was a huge fan of that show, and I can remember watching reruns of it. We had them on VHS's, and like yeah. that
1: was like the one of the things where me and my brother for hours on end were watching that show. My brother used to force me to watch that show all the time when I was I was a little young. You know what I mean? And like he was like constantly watching it. And I remember, like, the, the Batman movie. Like, that was, like, oh, my yeah. entrance into... Oh, yeah. From, the, like, the 60s. That was that movie was, like, my entrance into Batman fandom. The bat shark repellent. He was oh, running yeah. around with that bomb over his
2: head. for, And there was the ducks he couldn't throw it at. There was the marching band. There was the old ladies he couldn't throw it at. Oh, no, dude. I, I mean, obviously, there was a ton of cheese on that. And I guess that's rightfully so. It's kind of what, you know... For the era. Right, for the era. How TV was made. And... Pretty essential in like that transition of what Batman was, just kind of a comic book character, not that big of a deal, into the icon that he really is today. Yeah,
1: Adam West is definitely you gotta give him the credit for that. Because he did do that. He made it he made that role really big. In a but, different way. In a different way. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I just Again, we say this all the time when celebrities die. I, I don't the phrase I don't care sounds harsh. But it's closer to that than I care a lot. I mean, it is more closer than it's like, well, I mean... What do I...
2: The only thing I'll say about this, and we've made this argument with plenty of dead celebrities before, is that well, a vast majority of their good stuff, or all their good stuff, is behind them. I didn't care about the new David Bowie record, therefore, what was I? You know what I mean? Right. But with with Adam family West, guy, he still had good stuff coming out, and that's amazing, dude. That over the age of eighty, he was. I mean, he oh, was eighty six, right? And 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 doing Family Guy, and like, let's be real about Family Guy. It's not like that humor. Would necessarily translate
1: to an older person. Very oh my god. Well. Go to your grandmother's house right. tomorrow and uh, read her the last script from Family Guy. She's gonna vomit.
2: She's not gonna understand it. She's not gonna like appreciate it, enjoy it, or anything like that. So the fact that he was still willing to do that, and I always kind of wondered like how did they get him to because it's not like Mayor West was just like kind of a secondary character, well, a secondary character, but
1: he wasn't just like a no, but background. he has like an affair with Meg. Right. I mean, he does all kind of like weird stuff in that show. All
2: sorts of weird stuff, all sorts of inappropriate humor. and Adam West was still involved, still like a part of that. So I think there is a little bit of like, yeah, no. do you got
1: to remember Adam West is from the age of TV where you could dope chicks and grab them, and do the yeah. Cosby thing. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? So grab like, the honestly, even. yeah, maybe you could a little bit. So, I mean, you never know about who that guy was behind closed doors. You know what I mean? That's what's weird. You see old people and you go appropriate. Oh, nice, yeah. good. And it's like, no, the guys, those are the people that were young when the country was awful. What do you mean? Dude, my ex is like in a deep state of mourning today. Really? I, dude, she's the biggest Batman fan ever. I already I saw her Instagram account when it happened. It was like, oh my god,
2: she's like in a deep dive of depression today. Um, you speak of 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 Batman and doing inappropriate things. Did you read the story? And it just came out the first time I read it, it was over the weekend after he died. Um, him and the Riddler from the uh, from the Batman TV show. Uh,
1: they a were Catwoman.
2: <laughs> not quite, not quite, but close. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, they, you know, obviously were paling around. You know, going to Hollywood parties back in the day. And there was one party they went to, and it was you know those two guys as as, as the actors. So the Riddler and Adam West. And Adam West, okay. they, they go to this Hollywood party, and it's an orgy. Nice. So they walk through the door and it's an orgy And this is told by the Riddler Uh, Oh, I hope Robin left early (laughs) So it's an orgy and both of them think it's like Really funny so they go into Character they go into the Riddler and Batman Character and they end up getting kicked Out of the orgy because everyone's Laughing everyone's paying attention to them Everyone's like not having sex anymore And got kicked out of
1: a Hollywood Orgy for being Batman there I want to hear the riddle about the orgy (laughs) What was that riddle all right. Well, your interesting side note on Adam West was way better than mine. <laughs> what do you about got? him being listed in the phone book as Bruce Wayne? You go to like where he lived. If you open up and look up Adam West in the phone book, it says "See Bruce Wayne." And then when you open up, you go to Bruce Wayne, it says "Millionaire." <laughs> but your orgy story was better. They got kicked out of an orgy? Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll find it. I'll find it online. No, I trust I you. Do. I mean, <laughs> let's not Google Batman orgy on work computers. That sounds like we're going to be escorted out of the building. I don't, I don't like the sound of that one at all. Game five later this evening. We are on the road at Oracle Arena. The Cavaliers are. I should say the Cavaliers, not we. We're not no. going anywhere. We're, We're not right playing. Here. <laughs> you know, despite me being 7 1 and having an amazing hook shot, nobody seems to want to put me on the Cavaliers team. Cavaliers are on the road at Oracle Arena. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Get his take next on The Sansbury Show. The
0: Show. On Rock 106.9.
1: Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. Rock 106.9. We'll get you into the Tom Segura show. That's October 14th. Hard Rock Roxino. we'll do that at 930. Joining us now, as he does every Monday, 8 a.m., is Scott on loan from waiting for next year dot com. My man, how are you? I'm glad
0: we're talking about basketball still being played. I'll tell you that.
1: I agree. Iowa. I want to throw this out there before we start asking you questions. If you do not follow Scott via Twitter and Instagram, you should. It's at WFNYScott. Uh, Fantone and I were just saying, as we had you on hold, that you get a hold of, and I don't know how you do it, whether you're just a good photographer or what, but your picture-taking game via your social media is really, really good. It's oh, Your Instagram account is a great follow if you're into the Cavs, into the Browns. If you're into sports, your Instagram account's great.
0: I appreciate that. It's actually I'm writing a column this morning about, and the title is "Photography is hard."
1: It is um,
0: because of the it's it's funny because of the maybe five or six shots that I'll throw up on Instagram or Twitter or whatever.
1: And they're not omelets. There's, pro-
0: <laughs> there's probably like two hundred and fifty or three hundred that get yeah, that don't see the light of day. Right. Um, it it's it's really tough to take basketball pictures because these guys are moving so fast. Um, but when you capture like that right moment, like the shot of Kyrie that they took over Clay Thompson. Yeah. And you said this um,
1: went in and I was like, man, that was amazing. I mean,
0: but, but that picture is, I mean, I, I look at that. And I'm like, damn, good job, dude. You know what I mean? But it's, it, it is, it is tough, but I, I appreciate the love. because a lot of work goes into it.
1: Yeah. No, you can totally tell, like even your pregame photos, like you took one of, uh, you know, Durant the other day with his headphones on and that pre, and you could just see the intensity in his face. You're just honestly, man, your picture taking game is right up there. It's at at WFNY Scott on Instagram and Twitter. I do want to do, I'll, I'll try to speak slowly for you, Scott, because you're from <laughs> Cleveland and you're not one of the sharpest people around. So we'll speak slowly for you. Do we have Draymond Green right where we want him? Are we getting him all heated up and tempered up right at the right moment, much like last year?
0: I, I, it's definitely not the wrong moment. Um, and, you know, and truthfully, he hasn't played well in any game this this over over the NFL or NFL NBA Finals. Um, he, he, he's had gotten in early foul trouble almost every all four games, and and was essentially saved by a officiating mishap in in game four for missing the final, you know, quarter and a half of play. Um, you know, he says he, it's funny. He says he doesn't pay attention to Cleveland, but after that technical foul, he was he sure was engaging with a lot of folks in that arena. Right. Um, you know, so I you know, I that you know, as LeBron said following game four, you know, that's Dre. You know, that's 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 the way he is, that's the stuff he does. Um, you know, unlike last year, he's not really up against that uh you know, I think he's still two or three techs away from even like like sniffing a suspension. Um, but you know, again he's he, he's relying on Draymond Green tactics, you know, coming down really hard on Tristan Thompson, elbowing jump during jump balls. You know, just trying to get that little bit of an edge. And it's, it's, it's funny because the stuff he kind of gets praised for, you know, his emotion and his hard play and his physical play and all the stuff that everybody celebrates throughout the season. But it's that very same play that has, that, that you could argue, you know, impacted, you know, hugely uh, last year's yeah. outcome of the NBA Finals. And, and, and you know, when, when that kind of stuff happens and, and they have a chance to gain momentum, in a game like game four and then he has a technical foul and it slows everything down and it adds points to Cleveland score. Um, you know, he, he's not helping. And, you know, the, you could argue that some of the Cavs biggest, you know, players have been Zaza Pachulia and Draymond Green because of, yeah, of the, true. of the stuff they've done to kind of unravel, you know, potential success that Golden State has. Had. So I, you know, I don't know if it's the, exactly where we want him. You know, he can, he can have a, a 25-point triple-double in Game 5, um, you know, because he's, he's that good. But, but to the point where he hasn't really been able to impact the games positively for Golden State through all four, I think speaks very well for Cavs fans.
2: Um, you know obviously we're gonna look at game five but let's take a look back at game four and there was a couple different things that stood out to me uh, first of all 49 <laughs> points in the first <laughs> yeah, quarter I mean, first of all just an insane insane you know offensive you know uh, uh, show, showing of power when it comes to the offense that the Cavaliers have um, but uh, one of the things that really you know bothered me and as a Cavs fan I kind of appreciated uh, it because I felt like the Cavaliers got the kiss um, but dude that was a, a terribly officiated game it was and it was, it was honestly I mean when you're talking about Draymond Green and the, the, the foul fiasco or the technical foul fiasco of, well, is he kicked out? Is he not kicked out? Zaza Pachulia, you know, punching dudes in the balls. Like, I mean, in, in, in the games that you've watched, in the NBA games, the NBA finals, even like the sports as a whole, I mean, where on the, on, on the, on the list of terrible officiated games do you think that landed?
0: So, so from an officiating standpoint, if we're, if we're looking at, like, every call made throughout that game, um, you know, I don't think it was bad. I I I think the you know that the, the blocks were correctly called, the charges were correctly called. Um, you know, a lot of the, the ticky tack stuff you could argue that set Cleveland to the line twenty two times um, you know, in the first quarter, I believe, um, you know, benefited Cavs. Um but the the bigger things, um, they you know, that that shine through, the ones you mentioned, you know, we're not gonna remember the you know the you know the and one you know that Kyrie had over Clay or any of that kind of stuff we're going to remember you know the their inability to govern you know m- much of that third quarter um i i still do not know what they saw in that Zaza video that led them to give Iman jumper a technical foul i mean you know people were saying he was standing over Zaza but he was standing over because he had his arms on the ball trying to get it away you know for for the jump right. ball um you know, so, like, to call a double technical there, um, you know, I think was very weak. Um, you know, the double technical on LeBron and K- KD, I think, was it weird. Um, you know, the, the the flagrant on Kevin Love, but then a non-flagrant on, and not, not even reviewing it, uh, when Draymond Green came down on Tristan Thompson's head, I thought was, was weird. Um, you know, so there, there's, the NBA's tough to officiate, and we, we've talked about it a lot over the course of the season, that there's just, they're not going to always get it Right. But when they go to review, and they still don't get it right that that's the part that troubles me the most. Um, you yeah. know I, I think Golden State's very lucky that one that Draymond got to play just you know, through the second half, and two that uh, that Zaza Pachulia did get you know ejected from that game. Now, you could argue that Golden State would have been better off had Zaza Pachulia right. been ejected from that game. But in the same regard, it just was not a good look for NBA officials on that night. You know, when you when the officials have to talk to the media after a game, it's bad. It, it's not, it's not it's not because yeah. they did something good, and uh, you know. So when you're when you have a four or five question pool reporter, um, you know, and, and and official statements from those three guys, um, you know, it wasn't a banner night for the league. I
1: you know I, I had people making the argument to me yesterday on Twitter saying, you know. The refs handed the Cavs that game because the Warriors were going on runs, and then you know they would stop the play to look at reviews, and it was ruining the momentum. And I was like, guys, they scored the Cavs scored forty nine in the first. What momentum of that? What what momentum are you talking about? There is none.
0: And I, yeah, I mean, well, they tried to they cut it from like twenty to twelve or twenty to thirteen at some point, I, and I could get that, but yeah, I mean. You know, again, it, the, the momentum, they, they had to keep reviewing them because of the stuff Golden State was doing. Right. It wasn't because of stuff Cleveland was doing. They didn't just doing.
1: stop the play just to stop it. I saw people, you know, we were all caught up in the emotion of game of that game because of how impressive the Cavs looked. And they were there was a scoring onslaught, right? And so I saw people tweeting out of emotion, and I totally understand it. said, please don't break this team up, right? But we know that if they lose this finals, that they will, I don't know, I, I can't go so far as to say break it up because I think, LeBron and Kyrie probably still gonna be around. But what do you think the moves will be?
0: You know, I well I think one, it'll depend on who the GM is. Um, you know, Griff still and sign, I think that's a big deal. Um that should be the first move, to be honest. I would um, agree with that. The uh you know, the second one I you know, again, you know, Kevin Love tends to be the person everyone looks at. Well, but he's playing he, good. He's he's played. Very, very well. Um, there was a CBS tweet, you know, it said just to remind you, Kevin Love is playing some of the best basketball of his entire career in the biggest moments, you know, right now.
1: Which is um, what you want. And,
0: and outside of that one of nine shooting night, even though he pulled down a bunch of boards and had six steals and did a bunch of other stuff, um, you know, f- you could you could argue from, say, game one of the Eastern Conference finals until now, um, is he's been almost mo- number two when it comes to consistency, you know, because Kyrie's been a bit of up and down. I don't know what you can move to get anything. Um, you know, the, the the when you in the NBA with the contract stuff. Um, you know, one well you need to improve. You need to improve talent, not not get better guys for the bench. Do you know what I mean? So like trading Kevin Love for Jay Crowder and Avery Bradley, you know, I don't think it makes the Cavs better. Um, you know, tr- you know. I, so unless you're able to get Jimmy Butler, you know, for Iman Shumpert and J.R. Smith, a, a, a second round pick and Steady and Osman.
1: I don't know you know, I you
0: don't, know. I don't know. I you know which, which, why would Chicago do that? Right. Um. For one, and you know, but, but, but that's the kind of deal you have to be looking at if you're looking to improve this team. So, uh, you know, the team's going to look markedly different next year. I mean, Channing Fry's on the last year of his deal. Richard Jefferson's probably going to retire. Derek Williams, Darren Williams, uh, Kyle Korver uh, are all, you know, not under contract. So, I mean, you're, you're looking at, you know, six, seven players on this roster who are not going to be here next year. and They're going to have to figure out ways to fill in those gaps.
1: For a basketball team, you that's know, a lot. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's huge. And, then, and not all of it will get done in the offseason. I mean, just look at what happened this year. I mean, some of those guys weren't added until, you know, December, January, February. So, the, you know, the, the full picture, we, we really won't know until probably the start of next year's playoffs. But that said, it's going to look much, much different. And if they lose, and we talked about this after game two, I mean, if they lose this series, it's not because they weren't good. It's just because Golden State, you know, again, added a top five player to a 73-win team. Um, And I don't know what you can do as the Cavaliers to, to get better than that.
2: Um, well, I think the thing they can do is to go out and win, win tonight, win tonight, um, you're, you're walking into the Oracle, obviously a very tough place to play basketball. Um, and I, I have a hard time carrying momentum from one game to the next. I feel that like kind of each game is its own, you know, its own series of events and kind of happens as, as it happens there. Um, are the Cavaliers in the Warriors heads enough tonight to, to win on the away floor?
0: You know, you, I, you know, momentum. You know, in, just like in baseball, is next day's starter. It's not, you know, I'm I'm a big believer that each game is kind of its own because the coaches do make changes and then they and they approach things differently. Um, I I would suspect that Golden State's feeling confident, um, but I would also suspect they would be disingenuous to themselves if they didn't think that wow, we are 45 seconds away from being two two. Right. Um, and, you know, and and now, you know, 3-1 heading back to Oakland for game five. I mean, it's very, very similar situations here um, compared to last season, and I know Steph and, and KD wanted to shrug off last year a little bit. Um, you know, Steph keeps saying they're a different team. KD says that, you know, he didn't even pay attention to the finals last year, which I, I don't necessarily believe. I
1: don't buy that.
0: Um, and, you know, so they're, they're, they are trying to downplay it, uh, and rightfully so, because I think if they were to, you know, lean the other way, they would, they would look a little rattled. So I, you know, so I do think they're thinking about it. Um, but, uh, you know, again, from a momentum standpoint, I mean, the Cavs have to come out blazing again. I mean, they lost games one and two by such a wide margin because their shooting was so poor. You know, almost won game three and did win game four because their shooting was much, much better. So, I mean, you, it's a, and, you know, they'll say it's a make-or-miss league, which it is, but they, they cannot afford to miss open looks in, in game five. And I think once those start to fall, um, you know, I, I do start, I do believe you'll start to see, you know, the Warriors kind of get rattled a little bit, but again, they're so good. And there, there was, I, it probably wasn't until about the two 30 mark in the fourth quarter right. where I felt confident the Cavs were going to win game four. Right. And, you know, so when you have that, um, when, you know, when you have the ability to go on a, you know, 12-0 run in a matter of 45 seconds, um, you know, you, 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 you put yourself in a pretty good position to compete. So I'm not, I don't think they're worried, but uh, I think they would be silly to not you know, think that, hey, maybe this Cavs game's a little bit better than we gave them credit for.
1: We're talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. I believe that LeBron is in their heads. I think you could start to see it towards the end of that game last uh, uh, Friday night, I believe. And, again, it's they're professional athletes, and I'm not. But I can tell you from experience while being on the golf course, if I put a ball in the water on the 10th hole two days ago and I'm playing the same hole two days later, I'm thinking about that ball being in the water two days ago as I'm getting ready to hit that shot. And a lot of times it leads to being bad. And if you're sitting there and if you're Steph going, you know what, LeBron did this to me last year, he's obviously capable of doing it to me again this year, I think that can creep in your head.
0: I do. There was a moment in game four uh, where Steph had a, a breakaway and LeBron was behind him, and he pretty much dribbled off his foot and had to and had to pump the brakes a little bit. And I and we, and we, some of us in the media section looked at each other like he knew what was coming. Do You know what I mean? Right. And and I think though I think to your point, those kind of things do, you know, tend to rear their ugly heads when, when, when the when the moments are you know of the of the most important. So yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, coming back to Cleveland, you know, three two would be a hell of a story. But uh, you know, but they got to take care of business tonight for sure.
1: You know what I was saying about LeBron and Kyrie is that they basically, you know, and you really can't discount Kevin Love the other night either. But like those guys stopped a thirty from thirty for uh, from being made. You know what I mean? That historic sixteen and zero in the in the postseason, first team to ever do it. Mm. You think about it, that's that's like legend type stuff. And they stopped that from happening. Now it took some of the best basketball I've ever seen played to do it, but they did stop it and. I I know there was the LeBron naysayers were going to look to sling two uh, you know NBA Finals sweeps around his neck, and I agree that that would nationally that would play bad for his legacy. Um, How many games does he have to win before in this series if he should lose it, where people would be like, yeah, but the Warriors are all time great, so you kind of have to let him off the hook on that. Is one enough, or does it need to be one more?
0: I mean, I think his legacy is he is so good that he forced a two-time MVP to have to add a top-five player to his to his team just to win. That's pretty um, good. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like That's LeBron dominated that NBA Finals so so handedly last year. Um, you know, three-two, you know, or, or four-three aside. Um, you know, I mean, he, did, he, he, he he took a team that was you know primed and was the best regular season team in the history of the NBA and lebron you know dominated them so much that they had to add kevin durant to in, in to give themselves another potential championship so i mean that that's kind of where i am with the legacy thing um you know i don't think i mean if they, if, if Cavs lose tonight and and lebron plays well i mean how do you how do you blame lebron for that i don't i just don't uh, you know if he, now if he puts up a you know game 6 boston 2010 type situation you know then i think or it was game 5 Awesome situation i think you know then it's you, you 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 kind of have an eyebrow raise a little bit but from a legacy standpoint i don't think this game or this series should should be a referendum on whether or not he's you know he's in that you're con- in that conversation or not
1: we're talking to scott from winning for next year.com i will ask you about this because it's on twitter right now just posted from sports illustrated and i'm going to ask you the question again this kind of speaks to his legacy because this will affect it one way or the other but Sports Illustrated is asking the question right now, and I'm guessing this is just for clicks, but I don't know. They're asking the question. Does LeBron go to the Lakers in twenty eighteen?
0: I mean it's it's potential. Um, you know, we, we talked about it, you know, the other day on, on the site. I, I when he when he was asked about his future, he said he, he wants to we'll contend see. for championships every right. year and we'll see what happens. So if he feels the Cavs are in a position to contend for a championship, then no, I think I think he stays in Cleveland. Um but if it gets to a point where, you know, beyond twenty eighteen, I mean Kyrie has an out, Kevin Love has an out. Um, you know, I think I think Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith, um, to my knowledge, would be the only guys like really under contract from this current core. And and LeBron, J.R. and Tristan Thompson aren't winning the championship together. No. Um, you know, so they, they need they need to perpetually keep this going. You know, so and we we've talked about it when LeBron re signed. Um, you know, they have a about a three or four year window. You know, maybe five, uh, if, if if lucky to if all these guys stick around to, to, to contend for a title. And if LeBron wants to play beyond these guys being under contract in Cleveland, then yeah, I do think he'll go somewhere else. Um but it'll be again one up to him to see if he wants to keep playing at this level. You know, he's he's he'll be thirty three next year. Um you know, so he, you know, two thousand eighteen you're talking about a thirty four year old LeBron James. Um but in, in the same regard he's playing some of the best basketball of his career right now, so it doesn't really be slowing down at all. But I was gonna say I, if I'm a Cavs fan, I don't think he I, I don't look at this Is he's guaranteed to retire. As I, that's, good, um, that's where I'm at. But, I don't think it's a guarantee. But in the, but in the same regard, I, I don't think you can begrudge him if he, if he decided to
1: Nor leave. could I. No, I got a championship. I feel like I'm playing with house money. Won us the title. Yeah, right. I mean, really,
2: house money. What, what are we going to get upset about? I'm going to disagree with both you guys. I think he retires at Cavalier, um, but you talk about contending for titles, and I hate to do this because we're up against it right now, but is LeBron going to be willing to take less money to make a move, or is he going stick firm, is he going to stick firm to the, I need to get paid as much as I can, which I can't get mad at?
0: You know, it's funny. He mentioned, pay, uh, took less money in Miami, um, in, you know, in his press conference the other day when he talked about building, a, building that team down there. And I think the less money he took was like whatever he was being paid by the Cavs at that time instead of signing a max deal, which was like a difference of like a million and a half bucks. Um, you know, I think if, you know, if he's, I don't think he's going to be willing to do the Carl Malone, Gary Payton thing and, and, and go league men to go to, to the Lakers and try and, try and win a championship. Um, the, the, the other issue you're going to have is, you know, who's going to be out there with him? Is it going to be, you know, if, if they do get Paul George, you know, Lonzo Ball. Um, you, know, the, you know, I don't know what the team would look like there. You know, I I, I wouldn't discount the, the Clippers thing either.
2: From a Cavs um, perspective. You know, with, with Chris class. Paul and those
0: guys. So, we'll see. Um, you, know, I, you know, I don't know if he'll be willing to take a pickup, but that'll be a very, very, very big, you know, variable to watch in the coming years. But, again, let's appreciate what's going on now. Let's appreciate what will happen next season. And then, you know, worry about him leaving after that.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I'm i with you. I don't think it's a guarantee he doesn't leave. I think if they can continue to fight for championships, I'm with Fantone. If you can fight for a championship here or fight for it somewhere else, I think he picks here. But if it's he doesn't feel like he can get a championship here and somebody else gives him a better chance, I'm just telling you right now, LeBron James is a what-have-you-done-for-me-in-the-last-five-minutes type dude. Those those boxes are being packed up, and that, <laughs> that beacon's truck heads west. That's Scott from Waiting for Next Year, buddy. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week
0: you good, guys. Take care.
1: We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show and Rhythm and Bruise tickets for you next on Rock 106.9. 6.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Online for you, wrqk.com, and the show can be found on iHeartRadio as well. We have Rhythm and bruise tickets. We'll pass those out here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. Still to come, a little later in the program, Tom Segura tickets as uh, the comedian... Stops and does the show at the Hard Rock Rocks, October the 14th. We'll get you into that. Seems weird to be giving things away for October.
2: But. Yeah, it's not that far away, dude.
1: Middle of June already. That's crazy. Yeah. Middle of June. So the state highway patrol was busy the other night looking into a uh, crash that occurred Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Where a 33-year-old, Justin Eslich, I believe is how this is going to be said, of Maslin lost control of the motorcycle, striking a traffic sign in, on Louisville Street in Star County. After the impact, uh, the motorcycle overturned and he was ejected off of it. He was not wearing a helmet, did not have a motorcycle endorsement on his driver's license, and officials do believe at this point alcohol was a factor in the accident. Obviously, drinking and driving is always a bad decision,
2: yeah. but drinking and driving on a motorcycle—that I mean—that is just mind boggling to me. It really
1: is. You see it a lot too. I mean, you see it a lot.
2: Um, obviously, you know, and I'm not trying to put anything on bikers because God knows they'll come at you, (laughs) you do, but I I mean, when you have that that kind of, when you kind of have that renegade attitude, when you kind of have that outlaw mentality, then there is a little bit of like, ah, dude, rules don't apply to me, and you know, I I don't know this dude, I don't know what happened here, but just it just seems like the worst decision
1: you could possibly make. I mean, just... Yeah, it does seem like a bad like a really bad decision. For me, I just wouldn't even want to have to physically hold the thing up. Right. Like even at like forget riding it and being an impaired and this and that. It's the stoplight where I'd be like, God, I'm drunk and I gotta hold this big piece of machinery. Like at least, like not at least, I shouldn't say that. But if you're driving a car, it's like Pressing the brake pedal isn't physically straining the way. I mean, I don't. Have you ever ridden a motorcycle? Um, Not in a very long time. And I mean, holding them the up call, is, yeah. I mean, dude, it, I mean, it takes a little effort there, you know what I mean? At, at the light. So that is, uh, th- 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 that was a poor decision. i guess,
2: um, not wearing a helmet, also a bit of a head scratcher. Where do you stand
1: on helmet laws? Should it be those who ride the side? Yeah, I mean, I've kind of always felt like seatbelt laws are kind of wrong, too. And people always say to me, well, you know, the seatbelt law is there. That way you don't get ejected from the car and the EMT doesn't have to pick you up off the street. And it's like, OK, right. well, nobody's going out there making sure we're doing less. So I have to do less at my job. I don't know why it's on me oh. to do make sure that the EMT has less to do. I don't know why that's on uh, me. Public
2: safety. I mean, I guess. And, like, and, and, and it's not like anybody's like, all right, well, dude, he got what he deserved. Dying in an automobile accident. No. And I mean, like, I'm sure... Even EMTs would feel completely different. if I less The less I have to scrape somebody off the side of the road.
1: I Dude, I get it. The less I got to say Godsmack, I'd be happier with my day, too. But guess what? I get paid to do it. People die, though. I mean, huge difference. There. Yeah, the EMT's not dying. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like if I don't wear my seatbelt, he dies. But he's dealing with, I mean, obviously a very traumatic. Sign on. Uh, all right. Sign on. No, right. Nobody knocked on your door and said, hey, bro, you're being an EMT. That's America. You signed on. You know, I mean, like I understand what I'm saying is a little crazy, but like, at some point, I wear my seatbelt, okay? But I wear it solely because I don't want to give the goddamn government 175 dollars every time I'm caught not wearing it. So, I mean, and because in, and because honestly, cars beep like crazy when you don't put them on.
2: In 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 that logic, I mean, should I mean should but, there be speed limits? <sighs> the reason we have speed limits is so that
1: less people die. I would extend speed limits. I think you got to rein it in on some level because, again, you not wearing a seatbelt in the lane next to me doesn't affect me, but you doing 90 past me does. So that's what makes that very different for me. I would extend speed limits. I find speed limits, like, we're a little too low. Like, good freeways, like, a decent stretch of freeway should be 80. Should be 80 for sure. I don't know why we're not there. We're all doing 80 anyway. 55 is incredible incredibly too slow. I've said this forever. It's 55 on the freeway and yet that street that runs by all the restaurants up there on the strip is 40. So you mean to tell me I can do 40 (laughs) past Bonefish but on the freeway that I can see from there I can only do 55? That makes no sense to me at all. That will never make sense to me. I would extend speed limits should motorcyclists have the right should riders decide whether or not they wear helmets or not. Yeah, ultimately it's on you. It's your life, it's your body, it's your thing. You know, whatever you want to do. I mean, you're still. I mean, dude, it's not like you're wrapped around metal. I mean, dude, you're, the rest of your body's exposed. If you get into an accident, you can still easily die, whether you got that helmet on or not. Are you safer? Sure, but I, uh, I would ultimately, I would let riders decide on that. And motorcyclists everywhere just applauded me, and think that I'm awesome for that, which is another reason why I'm on that side. <laughs> We do have Rhythm and bruise tickets. That's going on June 22nd, Canton Cultural Center. We'll take caller 17 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. And be right back with more program. Hang on. 6-9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. 9.30, we'll get you hooked up with those Tom Segura tickets as he plays the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park on October the 14th. As we bring up the Hard Rock. We're looking ahead at tomorrow's program already. 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday, and I'm pretty sure you're getting new Ice Cube tomorrow. There you go. Look at that. New Ice Cube part of that. Have not figured out all the the other artists as of yet, although there is a country song by Chris Lane I think I want to I expose people to. Pretty sure that might be it. We were talking about this off the air this morning, uh during one of the breaks, just Fantone and I between ourselves. And I wasn't even planning on talking about this on the show today. I was gonna wait until tomorrow, but he brought up such a good point on it that I was like, all right, let's just get into this now. And you'll be hearing a lot about this as Puerto Rico had voted for statehood. And uh and I said to Fantone, I was like, you know, I'm like, just you know, make them the fifty first state, let's just do it. Fine, let's just do it. Phantom says, Dude, are you crazy? He's like, You think President Trump's just gonna let Puerto Rico in and then dude and then your best point was we're gonna have to amend the flag and he was like, dude do you have any idea how angry people are gonna get when you have to add a star to the flag there's
2: gonna be uproar there's no question about
1: <laughs> that it. was a great point buddy I never thought about the flag um yes I mean stuff like that we'll have Kaepernick as... sew the star <laughs> on the flag
2: <laughs> for as for as silly as stuff like that kind of seems um it, things like that would definitely play into it and I don't want to you know put anything on President Trump supporters um but he knows He can't be
1: the build the wall guy and then let Puerto Rico in.
2: Right. I mean, he knows that keeping his base on his side is the most important thing that he can do to continue support throughout his presidency. Sure. There's there's no doubt about it. And if he were to. That's true on either side. If he were to pull something like that, if he were to allow Puerto Rico to be the 51st state, dude, that's going to be a major, major issue for his supporters. It is. Yeah,
1: I can't imagine they'd be real happy.
2: I'm not trying to throw racism around his supporters. That's not the the point that I'm trying to make there. But it would be an issue. They don't want
1: more people in the country. Right. That's kind of been, like, their whole stance.
2: Right. And, I mean, dude, Puerto Rico is an island of debt. I mean, it is just sitting over there in one of the worst financial crises. And, Terrible. And it's It's, Sad. And it's one of the those worst. places, too. Terrible. I know the infrastructure is, like, all messed up, and I think there's a big part of that country, or that, 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 that island that's drinking, like, tainted water right now, and it would just be... Bro, so is Michigan. Well, but, I mean, what, are you trying to throw more problems <laughs> on top of it? They still, <laughs> no, yeah, have, they still don't have clean water, and they live in the mainland.
1: Is you know it- what I mean? For a guy that complains when people get angry, I do kind of want the flag to come up in this conversation about having to add stars. I want to watch that argument unfold on Facebook. Well, what are you going to do? I mean, how are you going to pe- add that in there? I would. I didn't even think about it. I was like, I did go to Trump and build the wall in my mind when I was reading about Puerto Rico voting for statehood. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I, I don't personally care. Let them in. Whatever. Who cares? Right. And then <laughs> when you told me about the flag, I was like, oh, my God, that's right. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's gonna be an issue. Is. Maybe they don't make it a st- Maybe it's just an asterisk, uh, dude. I mean, what do you? And,
2: uh, dude, a fifty-first state, and I don't want to make it sound, but like, doesn't it kind of have to be an even number? Like, isn't it better
1: really? because there's a zero on the end of it? Wait, yeah, fifty-one states. I will admit, it was easier to remember when it was that. You know what I mean? For me, like when I was in, when I was in school, because you're like, Alaska to Hawaii, is that making 52 or is it 50? well, yeah, I'm aware of that now. But like when, it, you know, being 50, it did make it easier for me to remember. I, uh, I, I don't see this happening.
2: I know there's, you know, they, I don't they, they made the, the big push to it. And um, one of the points that I've heard people bring up against it is, well, there was such low voter turnout in this election in Puerto Rico, which decided that they want to be the 51st state that it's going to be invalid. And I'm like, dude, you can't start invalidating things. Because of low vote voter turnout, right? I mean, dude, that's you can't do that. Look at America. Look, look at, look at our elections.
1: Yeah, we've had plenty of elections with low voters. This goddamn turnout.
2: last Stark County, this last time that I voted, I think it was like seven percent, less than seven percent of active voters in Stark County voted in that. And it's like, dude, you can't. I, I, I'd like to, I'd like to for that
1: to be one hundred percent voter turnout, but you're gonna never gonna get that. Start doing that, it's yeah, because at some point you're gonna have to set the limit. Then it's right. got to be over sixty percent of, no. and that's that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Dude, when you said that to me, they're like, dude, they're gonna have to add stars to the flag. And I was like, oh my God. Not gonna be good. Oh my god, the Walmarters are gonna lose their <laughs> they're gonna lose their mind, dude. All your old flag, you know, bandanas throw that you away. wear on your head. You gotta those, throw them animal. all away. They're all garbage. Can't do it anymore. All right. Guys, you gotta be careful about who you're dating. Because well, women are shady. And they're just out they're just out to extort you. And I have the strangest case of extortion. And that's headed your way next on The Stansbury Show. Stansberry Show on Canton's Rock Station. Rock 1069. Welcome to The Stansbury Show. Rock 1069. We have Tom Segura tickets. 930, you'll have those. So we feel like we got the lineup set for tomorrow. For New Tour Tuesday. And normally we kind of go all formats there. A little bit, right? Now this will seem strange for a rock station. But we're going to go rock artist free tomorrow. Rock free? Rock artist free. All right. As of right now, you make it a local rock artist. Okay. Okay. But as of right now, you're getting new Hard Knocks. That's the name of the group. What is that? The song's called Bikini Season. Ah. New Low Cash. What is that? That's country. Okay. Ish.
2: And then <laughs>
1: new Ice Cube.
2: Everybody knows what that is. Yeah, I wanted to sink the cube in there. Yeah. I like the cube there. Always been a little bit of a fan. Yeah, dude. I mean, Ice Cube's a pretty good
1: rapper. Yeah, he's yeah, right? yeah, not the worst there. No question about no, that one. No, he's one. pretty good. Ice Cube is. Wasn't he, uh, wasn't he one of the special guests on your boy's show the other night? Bill Maher. yeah Bill Marshall, and actually you know what I heard that that got a little interesting, and I did not get a chance to sit down this weekend and watch it really? I, no my hBO on demand yeah. has been has never worked not one time ever Jeez. in the history of having it it's never worked, and so I don't have his show no um, for some reason it didn't tape Friday night, so I ended up having to tape an episode of it yesterday that ran while I was out running errands, and I got home a little late and didn 't get a chance to watch it because again my hBO on demand doesn't work for some reason so I'm um I am going to watch it this afternoon. Because Ice Cube was on real time with Bill Maher, it was like kind of sitting him down, telling him about why he's not allowed to use the N word. I'm not trying to. What do I want to say here? It hit you with something
2: obvious, but my on demand wasn't working for a while too. I just unplugged the cable box, like let it sit for a. couple Did you of control all Delete? I mean, did you? <laughs> like, no, no, yeah, I, I haven't. I, I, I unplugged it, then unplugged the cable, let it sit, and then plugged them back in, and that everything right? started working again. Okay, I yeah, I'll try that one again. Give it a shot, because it keeps
1: coming up and saying it's a network issue. So maybe that is it. Yeah, I, it, it was. It was. I don't know. A couple weeks ago, it happened to me. Oh, so. okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll check. Yeah, Give it a shot. I don't try to use that on-demand feature all that much. It has been like three times since I've had it. So you know, what I mean, right. yeah, maybe, uh, maybe that's what I'll do. I'll just uh, you know, I'll unplug it, plug it back in there, like there you the, go. like the ninety-year-olds. Did you this turn is, it off and turn it back on? This is how you fix the computer. That might be. All right. So I have a strange tale of extortion here. All right. Where a woman wanted to have some blackmail against her boyfriend in case he decided to leave the relationship. Oh, I thought a woman
2: just wanted some blackmail and just was like, you know what? I need to give spice things up around here. I still got a
1: brute groove back. Saw it coming. <laughs> still found it funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I. Uh, that's not what happened here. Okay. No, God. she was looking for to to have a piece of blackmail against her boyfriend in case he then decided he wanted to end the relationship. <laughs>
2: If somebody wants to walk away from you, you know what I mean? I understand that's a tough pill to swallow. And we've all been heartbroken and we've all made terrible decisions directly afterwards. I I can't.
1: Don't trip over things behind you. I'd
2: be a liar to say that I haven't been in that position before. I think everyone has. But like, dude, if somebody wants to walk away from you and your thought is like, well, I'm going to blackmail them and they're going to stick with me. What a terrible, terrible relationship you're in.
1: Should be pointed out. She had no inclination whatsoever that he was planning. Just, just, she was just, this was just in case. (laughs) Okay. So my guess is there, she knows deep down inside that she's awful. Yeah. What an insufferable person you must be. 41 years old. She is Isabel Robinson. You would think that these are the actions of a, of a young person of a 22 year old, right? right? But 41 year old Isabel Robinson was being held Thursday in jail on multiple charges As again, she was looking for blackmail material against her boyfriend in case he decided he wanted to leave the relationship at any point. Okay. Okay. So what she did is a young woman, 15 years old, asked her to borrow money. Girl. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a minor here. A young girl asked her to borrow some money. So she said, I will give you the $200 you want. But you have to let me film you having sex with my boyfriend. Jesus, good God, dude! So paid, good God, dude! They paid, they paid a 15-year-old girl 200 bucks. He had sex oh. with her, and she filmed it so that if later in the relationship he wanted to leave, she could be like, "Well, no, I have you on sexually assaulting a minor." Now, again, oh, woman. Is an awful person worried about dudes leaving her to begin with, and obviously not smart enough to realize that you are creating child pornography right. and you're not allowed to do that. <sighs> the complaint also says that Isabel Robinson, the 41 year old woman in the case, gave the young 15 year old girl alcohol and marijuana before this happened. So delinquency to a minor there, you're having sex with the minor there, multiple charges. This is awful.
2: I mean, let's, I guess, start at the beginning here. Sure. Like, you know, what on earth do you have going on in your life if you have a 16-year-old that's not related to our 15-year-old that's not related to you and is asking you for $200? Like, okay, you're walking into the gas station, a 15-year-old says, hey, dude, will you buy me alcohol? Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that that's okay or anything, but I see how you find yourself in that predicament. What was this girl coming to her for? Like, I, if some 15-year-old just comes and knocks on my door, like, hey, dude, can I borrow $200? Well,
1: what? So here's what, what? it happens. So the guy's essentially married. Okay. He's cheating on his wife with the 41-year-old, okay. Isabel Robinson. She threatened to tell the wife about the relationship. He then said he was going to leave her, so then she films him having sex with the 15-year-old and says, now nah, you can't leave me. What the hell is happening? I mean, who in their right mind thinks that you can film somebody having sex with a minor and you're not going to be in trouble?
2: I mean, I guess it just depends on what sex you are because I'm sure there's another story in there where a 27-year-old teacher banged out a 15-year-old student and
1: nobody cared. No, did you see the new one? I was wondering if you saw this. Because there's the new one now where, like, this hot math teacher, and she is, she's hot, had sex with like three of her male students. And again, it's being passed around all over the place. Just like like, she was, right? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez, buddy geez yeah no it's uh but the whole thing is you know what everybody's doing today oh my god where was this teacher when I was in right. school and I'm sure there being were... molested by her uncle which is why she's molesting your kids in school right now
2: I, I am sure there was d pics in there and I'm sure she was sending pics and I'm sure there was probably pictures you know what I mean it's not too much of a stretch to think that she was doing that exact same thing and she's gonna get she's not gonna go to jail you know what I mean so I uh, the,
1: if where, she does it'll be for like six months where
2: does that idea come from it comes from stuff like that of like oh well dude it's not that big of a deal I'm not gonna get in trouble for this but by being the
1: you know the proprietor of of a child pornography film here that I'm I'm, I'm making I, dude I gotta tell you all this stuff now has got me terrified to film anybody doing anything sexual ever adult yeah, or not uh, Yeah, you know what I mean like the more I think about it, like I was like just the other night I was like you know should we grab the cell phone for this and I was like you know what no we're not no 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 no, we're not well, this could be a private moment between you and I and,
2: and not Fantone and I obviously with with you know a minor this is a completely different situation but like in any situation you walk into sexually like you do have to be a little bit like concerned of like I mean obviously not everyone lives in the same lifestyle you and I do with, like, kind of a public eye job, but, like, there's plenty of situations where somebody's going to be filming you in sex, and you don't want that to get out. You know what I mean? And who's to say they don't
1: have a camera right there? Why do you think mo again, this is – again, now this is – I'm going to ask you this question about adults, all okay. right? So not we'll leave kids out of it because kids okay. shouldn't be
2: filmed having the sex, right? Yeah, kids and adults should not be having sex. Period. End of story. Doesn't they, you can't,
1: can't can't argue that one away from me? Yeah, no, I'm co-signing that. Okay, good. Yeah, no, good. we'll we'll both we'll campaign on that one. All right, all right. Why do you? I think most people would have fear of like their sex tapes being like exposed. Mm-hmm. Why? Where do you think that fear comes from? Um, uh, is, it, is, is it worried about losing your job? Is it worried about the fact that you don't look good sexually? Yes, yes. Is worried. it size of penis part of the issue? Uh,
2: yes, vanity is going to be a part of it yeah. because let's be real. Um, uh, porn stars are porn stars for a reason. It's not like they just pick Joe Schmoes off the street and bring him on in. Uh, uh, yes, any of us having sex is going to be gross looking. Fantone, the dream dasher well, is what we call him around I these parts. Mean, any, anybody, any real people having sex, you're not going to be happy with it. And I'm sure if you have filmed yourself from an outside perspective and, and then looked at it oh no it's awful it's awful no it's awful so there's a part of it there's just the dirtiness of sex the taboo of it like the you know and what if your family sees this what if your friends see this
1: what if people who that you view as you know you want to be who would you be most worried about seeing a sex tape that was on your phone your mom, her parents, your yeah, boss?
2: Yeah. I, I like,
1: who's who's the, who's the top of the pops there? I wouldn't worry too much about my boss because of the business that we're in. I don't think it would be that big of a deal. Um, I wonder in 2017 whether or not that would be... There was a time in this business where if you released your own sex video, you would have been... Oh, my God. Every radio station in the country would have been trying to hire. I you.
2: think if you were I, I, I think if you were the victim of it, I think your boss would have to kind of play the corporate role of like, well, you were victimized by this person. And like, I think that would. Yeah, be you, can't, okay. you can't fire me for my own victimization. I, I, and, I, I, you know, I, I think my parents are well aware of the person that I am. And I think it was her parents that I would be like most like, oh, my God, it would be her that I felt the worst for. I mean, if, it, if you're talking about me and my girlfriend. Yeah. In yeah.
1: your situation, knowing yeah. her, knowing you, yeah, your parents have been let her. down for a while. <laughs> I feel I feel like her parents, you know, still have some hope and dreams left and you maybe haven't dashed all of them. I I would uh yeah I would have to say that. But, I would uh, I honestly I would be as my mom is like the wife of a minister to have to like talk to my mom on this on the phone after like a sex tape of me got released. I mean there's been many a times after something I've said on the radio where my mother's been like, "Daniel, I am the wife of a minister and you are my son and a reflection of me." But like a sex tape, like she would lose her mind over that. Let's not Let's no, not do that. No, that's what I'm saying. Is, you know what? Just <laughs> to
2: pictures to yourself.
1: I don't want to put my mom in an early grave over 90 seconds worth of video on my phone. <laughs> we have Tom Segura tickets. He's playing the Hard Rock Roxino in Northfield Park. That happens October 14th. You get hooked up, though, next on the Stansbury Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Tom Segura is in town on October the 14th. Hard Rock, Roxino, Northfield Park. We have tickets. We'll pass those out here shortly. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. This is a weird story, Fantone, out of Eureka, California. All right. Where police arrested a suspect who shot a man. Okay. And so officers responded to a report of shot fired. And at least one person with a gunshot wound around uh, 3.30 in the afternoon Wednesday. And the victim had suffered non-life-threatening injuries to his hand. Uh He was treated at a nearby hospital. And then detectives eventually then caught up with the suspected shooter, 29-year-old Timothy Glass Jr. after he fled the scene, right? And... uh, he was like running through a large homeless encampment, like tent city, all essentially, right? right? Probably a pretty good place to hide, right? Probably oh easy, god, yeah. you
2: know, easy, easy to get away there. Yeah, but, a bunch of right.
1: people with open warrants just right. running around. Yeah, probably, probably not a bad place to hide there. Police say one detective suffered a minor injury during the arrest. Now, here's what happened: He used a flare gun to shoot this guy, but he packed the shell with Rice Krispies. So he took a shell, packed it full of Rice Krispies, put it in a flare gun, and fired at this dude. What? First of all, well, there's a lot of first of all's here, but where do you get a flare gun just on the go? You know what I mean? Like I don't like. And where'd you get a shell and Rice Krispies? Like you just had a flare gun? Um, I guess probably easier to
2: get than a real gun, right? I mean, you could probably just go to Walmart and go buy buy a flare gun. Uh, That's what I'm asking.
1: If I go to Walmart right now, I can buy a flare gun. If. I would, I would assume, imagine. I mean, I know they're legal and all if that. If
2: not Walmart, Gander Mountain, or I Gander Mountain, <laughs> or one of those kind
1: of places, Cabellas,
2: right? One of those hunt fish camp places. I would assume one of those real men stores. Get, get a
1: flare gun there, right? Where everybody in the parking lot, I can park my car underneath their truck. I uh, so yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. I've never bought a flare gun. Um, but. <laughs>
2: Shot him with Rice Krispies. I mean, did he? He must have intended not to kill this guy. This must have been—I don't want to say like a you know a buddy-buddy thing gone wrong, but like you wouldn't do
1: that intending to kill someone. No, I can't imagine you thought the Rice Krispies would were going to kill him. Right. This sounds like a radio prank gone bad. Yeah, like what? Hold your wee for wee, and then the woman. (laughs) <laughs> right or like or like you a Stevo
2: stunt. Like, how many Rice Krispie shot buck shots can you take? You know what I mean. Like, how many times can you get shot with? The Roy- yeah, you know? I, I'm
1: just thinking about you and I in the parking lot of the radio station. Me with like a mouthful of milk, and you shoot Rice Krispies at <laughs> I me. Mean, like that's that's honestly what I thought. I was like, dude, this is a radio promotion gone bad. As all this is, I mean, the guy couldn't have been dumb enough to think he was going to kill him with breakfast cereal, right? No, but I mean, great again. nuts will get close, but other than that, <laughs> other than that. Game five this evening. Cavaliers back in action. They're getting eight and a half on the road. Right. And, uh, and uh, well, I'm going to take the next few minutes and decide whether or not we're going to bet. We'll give you a look ahead at game five next on the Sands Ray Show. 069. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. Rock 1069. We'll pass out those Tom Segura tickets before getting out of here for the day. That shows October 14th. Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park. one 800 243 7625 the number you'll need. What's your plan for the day, Phantom? Like how are you gonna handle sleeping for the Cavs? Um, well, I uh, you know, well
2: uh, I'm gonna head home, do the uh do the afternoon thing, and then I don't know, probably like 6 30, 7 o'clock, lay down for a little siesta. Oh god, you go to you, you take your nap that late. Yeah, it works out better for me that way. I feel like if I take it in the afternoon, I'm going to uh I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna be sleepy during the game. So I try to get up by like 8 30, 9 o'clock tip off. Which god damn, dude. I mean, I know it's on the West Coast tonight, but god damn, dude, nine o'clock tip off.
1: I mean, you think about it. You're working in San Francisco, though. That's 6 o'clock. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you got to get off work at 5. Uh, what are you going to do? Go home, get the wife, get the kids, put them in the car. And g- I mean, uh, that is tough. I mean, that's it's a tough thing.
2: Well, um, did you see what the uh, what the going price was for a pair of floor tickets right now to tonight's game? No. $90,000 pair of tickets sold for tonight.
1: For floor seats? $90,000. No wonder you can recognize everybody sitting on the floor. You know what I mean? Because it's like Odell Beckham Jr. And like like those kind of guys. No wonder you can recognize them all. Because who could afford to sit there? I mean, obviously, you
2: know, um, the West Coast is an expensive place to be. But dude, $90,000. It's insane. I love the Cavaliers. Love the Cavaliers. But I'd have a hard time spending 9000 bucks, dude. I would. I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know where I'd get $9,000 from or the credit to I, charge $9,000, but... I
1: wasn't going to say it. I was like, dude, he's on a roll. Don't burst the bubble. Hey, CSE, can you give me a small loan? You know what? CSE would give you a signature Jeez. loan I bet for gas tickets. Your credit's decent enough for that, right? Ah, Fingers crossed there, CSE. We'll see what kind of magic you guys can well, pull. Well, the loan professionals there at CSE would try to help you out. I don't know. They may take one look at your WWE shirt and go, no, can't pay. Get out of But I don't know. You
2: yeah. know what I mean? I don't know on that. I, uh, I went Cena style again. I figured at this point uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers are undefeated when I wear John Cena shirts. So I'm going to I am going put my chips on the uh, Cena end of the board and hopefully things turn out well, dude. Never give up.
1: I... I personally feel like you should be defeated while wearing the Cena shirts. I don't know why you feel as if you're not defeated. You should be. Spreads eight and a half. I'm not going to bet it just because I said at the beginning, I I bet game one lost a ton of money, lost a grip of money. And I remember saying before this series started that I don't think this is going to come down to point spreads. I felt like the, like the series would be close in games. Like it would be six, seven game series, but any game one would be one big, and that's kind of the way it's been. And yeah, I mean the spreads eight and a half, and I don't think the Cavs lose by eight and a half. I think if they lose, they lose big. I don't think they'll cover.
2: Yeah, it does. It almost doesn't matter what that spread is because you're right. If they lose, they're going to lose big.
1: So. Now I think they're going to win, so that way you know the eight and a half points that at that point is mute. But like I just I don't I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. I just. I don't want to. Tr- I don't want to lose any more money. Yeah, I was going to say it's definitely one of those
2: situations where if you don't have the money to lose, I wouldn't necessarily be out there gambling with it. Um But I, I. I think the Cavs have a real shot tonight. I feel like they have a real shot anytime they play basketball. But I. I think that you know, obviously, with as much life as they as they showed on Friday night, and I don't think it's going to be a repeat of. Friday night. Obviously, it's not going to be. You're not going to set no, no, two no, no, back-to-back no, no. NBA right. records of, of scoring points like that. Unlikely. Um, but they know how to beat the Warriors now, and they believe that they can beat the Warriors now. And if they are to win tonight, it's going seven for sure. I don't know how it'll end up in that game seven, but if they win game five, it's going to go seven. You think so? Yeah, I really do. And they're not going to... Dude, the last thing the Warriors want to do is, is get on a plane and, what and what come Rich- back to
1: Cleveland. That's what Richard Jefferson was saying. He says that tonight's game is the big. Because if you win tonight, and they got to get on that plane and come back to the land, like, it, that, and that will be in your head. That will totally oh, be in your head. undeniably. And for those people who don't know, I, like, the reason why I'm making fun of the land thing is I was watching the 6 o'clock news on Friday night before the game, and honestly, I was four minutes into local newscasts, and two different local news stations. I had to shut them both off. Because we're defending the land more. No, we defend the land more. No, we're doing it. And it's like, first of all, do you know what the word defend means? You work at a news station. You report on the land. You've never defended it not once no you haven't right so like dial it down is, news stations is, is i can't remember i guess
2: i just don't know we is, defend it better no we do it better the land in the reference to cleveland that's a relatively new thing right like two years i was gonna say like nobody called it the land three four or five years ago right and now
1: there's like the land on demand, like like radio right. stations are like rushing to like cash in on it. And guys, there's going to be a new phrase two years yeah, from now. Yeah. Quit knee jerk reacting. That's what the t shirt come. That's what GV artwork and like all oh, fresh brood and all the. That's what the t shirt companies are for. To get caught up in the five minute hysteria of the thing. Give the new slug line on t. But dude, you're a news station for Christ's
2: yeah. sake. Yeah, you should start to act like it, but you, you know, know what
1: I mean. But I think maybe I'm just expecting too much out of people these days.
2: I um I, I I hope they pull it off tonight. I really really do. This is a uh, it's a, I feel like a pivotal game for LeBron's legacy, and I guess every is. game. I is, think it is now. Every game is pivotal in his legacy from just here on out. You're 14 years in. I mean, we're on the back nine. Based on the world that we live in and who we are, and he's obviously going to have to play big minutes. He's done so in every game so far, and at this point, uh, from what I read, the Cavaliers, when he's on the floor, have won this series whole, like just easily, and it's when they. Take him off is when things kind of fall apart quickly there, so don't 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 expect LeBron to be sitting for more than two or three minutes tonight. I can't imagine from here. On, I mean, there's no reason to sit now. And for as much work as as LeBron's going to have to do, I think a huge part of this uh, this game tonight is going to have to be Kyrie Irving and what he's able to do. I think you're going to have to look for another 35 plus points for him tonight. <sighs> Tough to do, but I mean, we're asking a lot. That's your job. That's what we pay millions of dollars for. That's what, that's what, that's what I you, agree. You got it on your, on your chest for man. it, would just be nice to see Darren Williams do a little bit here. I mean, the bench is going to matter and guys like J.R. Smith and obviously Tristan Thompson are going to matter, but it, 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 it's LeBron and Kyrie and Kevin Love is going to be a part of it. But if you really want a chance to win, the big three is going to have to score probably 90 plus points and then you throw in, you know, Jr. Smith with some production, Tristan Thomas with some production, and, and you're getting up to 125 points
1: that we're talking about. You need to even compete. Tristan's the whole story for me so far because had he, I mean, dude, look at the way he played the other night. Had he played even remotely like that in the first three games, yeah. this is a completely different series. Steph Curry out-rebounded Tristan Thompson for three games.
2: It's frustrating looking at this right now, knowing how close two-to-two two would be, and two-to-two two, you'd feel completely different going into this, but it's, oh yeah, two you know, two.
1: I'm I'm betting the
2: Cavs to win the series. But it's it's three one, and I know the jokes, and I know the all oh, last year it was the exact
1: same scenario. Oh, but it's I know. Just, it's and here's the thing, and I kept trying to tell people on Twitter all year where they thought those jokes were funny. What do you think the joke's going to be when they win tonight? For a year straight, you're going to have to hear online Twitter boys about we we completed the three one. You you know what I mean? They're going to shove it right back in your face. Like um, I, I
2: guess at that point you still have last year to. Hold hold on to and I know that's like not good enough for some people but it's good enough for me like it is yeah just
1: wait till when they lose like if they lose I don't think they lose tonight but if they do wait for all the fans in the bay to talk about how LeBron's leaving and how he couldn't get it done and now he's got to go run and join somebody else just like Kate all those conversations are going to happen you're going to regret retweeting all those 3-1 jokes you might end up living to regret that I think they win tonight I think you're right I think if we win tonight it does go seven I don't pretend to know what will happen by the time you get there that's a lot of games in a row to beat the most powerful full offensive team we've seen in a long, long time in the NBA. That's a lot of games in a row to win, but if anybody can do it, LeBron and Kyrie and Kevin Love, honestly, I think he should not go understated as he has been playing really big as of late, and even though everybody wants to trade the guy, and I for the life of me can't figure out why. But uh, <laughs> they're looking to get rid of Kevin Love. But the game is tonight, 9 o'clock. Well, obviously, we are trying to line up Scott for tomorrow, win, lose, or draw, try to figure out what's going on with that. And uh, tomorrow is also New Tour Tuesday. Should make you aware of that. Hard Knocks, new low cash, new ice cube, all part of that. We have Tom Segura tickets. Let's pass those out right now. He's playing October 14th, Hard Rock, Roxino, Northfield Park. We'll take caller 20, one 243 7625 on those. Aside from that, we're done for the day, which I can't believe is real. Like, I, today one. flew by. But uh, you guys have a fantastic afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow.